0: We're a bar in
1: Hell's Kitchen, and it's lock-in night, whoop, whoop, because we're celebrating 50 issues, hooray! As always, I am Claire, and I'm joined here by my partner in crime, Vix. Hey, Vix. Hiya. Hey. And we have not one, not two, not three, but four special guests to celebrate 50 issues. We're having a lock-in at Josie's Bar, it's super secret, but you're all invited as well, listeners. So... (laughs) Who do we have? We have Daniel. Say hi, Daniel.
2: Hey guys, how are you?
1: Hey. We have Rebecca. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. I try. I try. <laughs> we have Elizabeth. Hello. <laughs> and we have Emma. Hey. Yay. All the all the the great hits. You're all sitting on your. Barstools, which I have recovered with red velvet and polished up your little nameplates on your barstools. So welcome, guys.
3: Very shiny. Very Thank shiny.
1: you. Yeah, very <laughs> shiny. Um, but of course, we are a bar. And before we discuss issue number 50, which I can't believe we're on issue number 50. 50. Oh,
4: my
1: God. Uh, we're a bar. So we have drinks. So what is everyone drinking? Um, I will say first, because I've just shown the guys on the camera. I have a very classy glass skull cup thing with a little straw sticking out of it, in which I'm drinking Pepsi Cherry Mac. Pepsi Max cherry. Yeah, that's it. My usual. Woohoo. <laughs> Vix, what about you?
4: I am drinking um, a Yorkshire tea in an enormous Winnie the Pooh mug. Oh,
1: That sounds like, that's like the coziest thing I've ever heard. I'm wearing my dressing gown as well. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> in the bar. Well, we are closed, so, you know, it's, it's off downs, Yeah. The owner's rights. <laughs> Absolutely. Daniel, what about you?
2: Um, I'm drinking a vanilla spice tea, uh, kind of like Ooh. a caffeinated tea. It's just in a plain mug, though. I feel like I need to step up my game and get, like, a <laughs> nice Daredevil mug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very autumnal, though. I like this. It's great. Uh, Rebecca, what about you? I know you are very sleep-deprived. <laughs>
5: I'm having coffee with <laughs> chocolate oat milk nice. in a R2D2 travel mug.
1: Aww.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, sweet. Uh, Elizabeth, what about you?
3: I'm still on that diet, so I'm still drinking just water.
1: <laughs> Is it and I'm a, of, like, a double,
3: uh, Alex Ross T-shirt that you met me in? So. Oh, that's
1: nice. Um,
3: theme. Dress.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna drink out my Daredevil mug and wear a Daredevil T-shirt, and then I. I don't know why I didn't, but <laughs> I've got a little um, plush daredevil sitting next to me, so to celebrate. I'm, wear- I'm wearing,
5: <laughs> I have a wearing little Hawkeye. daredevil
3: model behind me. Oh.
5: He's
3: waving.
1: Nice. I'm wearing
4: Hawkeye pyjamas. Does that
3: count? <laughs>
6: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. That's on theme for you. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, what true. about you? Um, I'm drinking apple cider
2: um, in just a
6: regular cup. And I'm in the general vicinity of a lot of Daredevil things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) For us, like, uh, hardcore Daredevil fans, we're always in the vicinity. I'm looking around my room and going, yeah, I can see uh, at least... I mean, there's my Daredevil table, which has about a thousand little little Matt Murdoch faces peering at me right now, so <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um okay, so this this episode, guys, issue fifty. I feel like this is like a big thing to reach. Um however, like my colleague at work said to me, Oh do they do anything special for issue fifty? And I was like, No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in the middle of a three-parter <laughs> yes.
1: yeah. um, so this issue is called if in battle i fail uh, and it was released on march the 1st 1969 and it's got a, a brand new team which we will discuss in a minute um and i don't know if you guys know anything more about the the penciler but we'll get to him in a minute mm-hmm. Uh, so the description of this is Daredevil versus a killer automaton. The man without fear is put through the ringer by Biggie Benson's hired robot. Karen and Foggy have realisations about their relationship with Matt. When Star Saxon's robot turns on Biggie, will DD rise to the occasion or let the convict fail? Uh, pretty accurate description for this, <laughs> this issue. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty accurate. So, what do you guys think of the cover this this issue?
5: Meh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah. This is one of the less memorable ones for me. Yeah, it's. I it's... always forget what this issue looks like.
1: Yeah, it, it's just kind of Daredevil, like with a headache, and <laughs> and then the the robot looks like the Abomination again. We said he looked like mm-hmm. the Abomination last issue. It's weird because he's like he's. Like, on the digital version, anyway, he's green.
4: He's completely yeah. green on the front cover. But yeah. then on the inside panel, he's, like, purple and green and all the rest of the colours. It's weird. Yeah. So is he, like, green at the back? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, one of those, like, little um, green toy soldier things that someone only make, painted the front of.
5: I think they quite often awesome, got colours wrong for covers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In that era, there's there's a lot of iron fist ones where the colors are just
6: yeah off. yeah that's true yeah it's it's
1: I mean green and purple are our favorite color combo of yeah you know, evil, evil. <laughs> makes us like, yeah it's the color combo of evil it, it is <laughs> absolutely I always
3: think the Hulk with his yeah. green body and his purple yeah
1: fan. well and, mm-hmm. and and like Joker and yeah the Joker Jester one thing. Boo. Uh, yeah yeah. So this issue was produced by Stanley and new name, Barry Smith. Ooh. Ooh. What do you guys know about Barry Smith?
2: Daniel, I, I was
1: like, hopefully Daniel knows something.
2: Um, know. I'm assuming this is Barry Windsor Smith, yeah. Um, yeah. who was known primarily for his Conan work um, at oh. Marvel. Okay. Um, he did a lot. He did, I think a three or four year run on, on the Conan titles, um, which is really um, fantastic work. Um, and then he's done various other things. He did some stuff for, I think, DC and Valiant and a bunch of other things. But um, he's been around for, for a good bit.
0: Mm.
1: I like his artwork in this issue. I don't know what mm. you guys say. I thought it was very clean,
6: like his yeah. artwork. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his work. I love I love his work on the next issue. He does um, some really incredible stuff, um, mm-hmm. and obviously we can't talk about that yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like him a lot. Nice. It's almost yeah. like
2: Kirby-esque. It's almost like in his early days, uh, especially with the superhero stuff, he was almost kind of emulating Jack Kirby a little bit.
1: We get yeah. like the Kirby, um, what do they call when he does the dots? The dots. Yeah, Kirby we get the Kirby Brec- dots Brec- later Breckel. in this issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very Kirby. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the not Breckel. like too much whiplash from, um, you know, from Gene Colan's work that we've seen before um i i always really hate it when you get a storyline and you're really into it particularly and it's noticeable when you get the trade um he and also then it... did machine man so oh okay oh yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: and if you have like a trade and right in the middle you've you're following this artist and then right in the middle they bring in like
0: a yeah, completely different not. style like you've been following like yeah. a
1: Alex Maleev storyline and then they for some you know they might get Scott Young to do one issue in the middle and you're like wait what <laughs> like it's yeah. very different um, but I think this guy's like style kind of uh, fits in. Yeah,
6: oh, yeah. it's nice because it's it's similar to the the, the regular Marvel style, but mm-hmm. it's also distinctly. Um, you yeah. know, he, he has his own flair to it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So we open up this issue how we ended the last one, which is Matt is now a burrito. I decided
4: that he actually looks
1: more like a sausage roll. He does look a bit yeah because he's red. Like a, yeah, like a or a pig, a pig in a blanket. Pig.
5: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a bit of a. He's a copper lined, so you
1: know. <laughs> it's um. He, he it, this this is so amusing to me. Just him rolled up in this it's uh, mattress. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Um, the robot is at level ten. We'll discuss about this robot's levels <laughs> later, guys. Because I'm sure you also have questions.
3: Did <laughs> you? Did you already talk about, uh, so I obviously have not listened to your podcast mm-hmm. yet from last week, but um, did you li- <laughs> talk about his scentometer or whatever it is that he's using? Like, how a hold of yes. Daredevil's scents to load into this
0: thing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. It's he, he loads scents, scent-infused photographs into the robot, which then sends the robot after these people. But how did he get the scent in the first place? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and if so, if he's got the scent, then why put it on a photo?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like if it's a photo, wouldn't he just go with like facial recognition or something? But yeah. no, he ties it to scent, which is that's just the oddest thing.
6: Well, it's that's a, that's, a, what, that's, that's, Smith. A, that's what high tech meant in the in the sixties: scent of photographs
2: but
4: it's like if he'd he'd obviously got close enough to get the person sent in the first place so if you're close enough to do that then just kill the person then yeah rather than like collecting the scent then going home and building a robot and a printer to print scratch (laughs) and sniff (laughs) photographs which you can then feed (laughs) into just do just like stab him while you're there
3: he broke into an evidence locker and found all the evidence from the various crime scenes that (laughs) Edward. oh
1: he's a he's a sniffer isn't he star saxon he's oh, <laughs> sniffing he's all like,
3: these
4: things he's like breaking into matt's house and just kind of like rubbing himself all over his furniture and no then... but
1: he doesn't know that matt is daredevil because he says it's a photo of daredevil but the reason that the scent is on it is so that the robot would be able to find daredevil no matter how he's disguised
5: so, so then, like, why have the
1: photo? <laughs> I don't know. It's very. I mean, uh, in answer to your question, yes, we spent many hours discussing it in the last, in the last
4: episode. And me growing increasingly frustrated.
6: <laughs> did you,
3: I suspected did, you would have, but I just was curious.
6: Did you also discuss how Matt greased himself up before this fight? Oh yeah. yes good okay i
1: i told a colleague of mine that at work this week because every week they're like oh what's going on in uh daredevil <laughs> and so i was like well last well, issue daredevil oh. greased up his costume and fought a robot and they were like don't tell us anything else that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> he
4: greased himself up fought a robot and ended up as a sausage roll yes
1: exactly so he manages to get out the sausage roll by using his billy club, which is against his leg. And I died laughing, guys. I'm a ghost right now because I died laughing at Matt shooting his billy club out of this sausage roll and going, Wee! Yeah. <laughs> Um I don't know what you guys think,
6: but that's where I am. I, I love that. There's something very Looney Tunes about it. Yeah. It's just the image of it. It's great. Yeah.
4: And he had increased speed because he was all nubed up. Yeah, he was
1: all all (laughs) (laughs) greasy. It reminded me of that moment in um, Infinity War that was, I think, meant to be serious. But I just kept cackling every time I see it, where I think Doctor Strange gets like wrapped up in in something and he's floating. He's like lying down and then for some like something like makes him fly out of it and he's like a little bullet flying out of this thing and it's it's just so hilarious to me and it's meant to be a very serious scary moment and i'm just sitting there like <laughs> cuz he just looks like a little greasy greasy bullet <laughs> um so <laughs> so matt escapes from his burrito prison and does a little flip um and the robot's like huh mm-hmm. uh and he tries to i think he like just tries to swing into the robot and hit it but that doesn't work and it's like didn't you learn from last issue matt yeah we, you've already done this yeah <laughs> so the robot froze, matt and matt does a little flippy in the air and lands on his tippy toes that's his words not mine yeah <laughs> i love that panel that's it's a great, so great panel
6: yeah where well, he's yeah. flying
1: back yeah um, yeah, yeah i really dynamic. like
6: it and I like that he lands in, in the uh, empty space of the panel underneath. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. he's flown out of the comic. <laughs> it's like it's like the Take On
1: Me video, but in reverse. <laughs> love
3: that video. Yeah,
1: it's the best. Um, also, how big is Matt's gym? <laughs> Cause, I don't know. Like, this guy, this robot is about to get very big.
4: But I, I also have a question about the gym coming up.
1: Oh, uh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's, uh, mm-hmm. where is this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Last time,
4: last time we went to Matt's super secret, like, two-story apartment, mm-hmm. he was on, like, some of the upper floors.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: But well, he's apparently... <laughs> yeah.
3: Now he's under the street.
4: But he is, like, living in this, like, really expensive New York brownstone now, isn't he? So... Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's in his mansion. Uh, mm-hmm. So this robot's getting more and more frustrated that it can't catch Daredevil, so it decides to unleash its ultimate power, <laughs> which is its power dial that goes from one to ten. But in an emergency, it can get double or even triple. And I was just like, please tell me someone else thought of Spinal Tap with the, the little yeah. knob that goes up to eleven. It's like, why wouldn't it just go up to fifty in the first place? <laughs> So, please, guys, I need to hear your thoughts on this. Daniel.
2: <laughs> uh, first of all, I think it's a little bit of a, a missed opportunity because I have, like, the panel where he's talking about, like, the circuits, like, somehow block his radar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just waiting for him to use something with his senses to find out, like, something with the circuits, and, you know, I hit him in this spot, and that deactivates him. Like, I was waiting for that, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a little bit of a miss, like, you that know, would have been fun in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the whole like power levels and then, you know, this isn't even my final form. And it just it seems like a really <laughs> bad like Saturday morning cartoon or something where you have like Transformers <laughs> or something. I'm like, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah. was kind of rolling yeah. bad at, at times. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: yeah.
4: So like it's, you know, the whole like Matt's worked out that the dial on the front. Is linked to his power. So why is he not? He's like he's not bothered targeting the panel on the front. With like, it's like, dude, you can clear, you even said out loud in the previous issue. Hmm, yeah. that seems to be where his like power is. It's like,
1: what are you doing? I would love it if and all he had he to do was grab the dial and turn it, it down. Sorry, and he Rebecca. Says he
5: can double or triple them, but mm-hmm. the next panel it reads 40 and 53, which is more than double or triple.
1: And then it goes down to 50 for the rest of the issue. Yeah.
5: So yeah. who knows? I don't know. Who knows what
1: his actual power level is?
5: I you don't come yeah. back in the next
1: issue and go, That isn't even my final
0: Now
2: He kinda reminded me of the Amazo robot. If anybody's read any like DC like where he's like yeah. adapting to people's, you know, strengths and, yeah. and everything. So it kinda of reminded me of um, the Amazo.
6: Bootleg Amazo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wish Amazo. <laughs> yeah, I, I do appreciate, I always appreciate villains that are, I mean, if you, because this issue is essentially an issue-long fight. Mm-hmm. And so when you have an issue-long fight, you need to keep raising the stakes. So I appreciate that the, they designed this villain to be something that can just get harder and harder and harder to beat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just, it's the way it's done is, it's just, it's not original, and it's... It's not super compelling, mm. though I do appreciate that the the robot announces every single thing it does, so that it yeah. can I, yeah. I can at least follow along. <laughs>
1: I love this, this. How
6: much of like how chatty
1: this robot is? Yeah. <laughs> this is quite funny. Um, yeah, so, the- oh god.
3: The panel that has the 40 and the 53 on there, like mm-hmm. all the other times he only has one number. So I'm wondering if that's supposed to be implying the, the number counting up.
1: Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's become a giant.
5: That's yep. a...
1: His giant Thanos arm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You see,
2: I mean, I did feel a little bit of, you know, I guess tension when he was on the ground and like the robot was over him and he was like pressing down on his chest. Yeah, like, yeah. A, a, I do a, like that. Yeah, intense whole page. Yeah, yeah,
3: I like that, too. I
2: enjoyed Although,
3: that. Um, can we talk about Karen's photo by the.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Daniel, you uh, messaged us about this uh, or posted about this today. So what did you say about it, about Matt holding on to it?
2: Yeah, I was trying to catch up and I finally got to the issue where it was one of the Jester issues where he was holding the picture and he's just sitting alone in his home and he's just, like, oh. caressing the picture.
3: <laughs> and it was just so see.
2: pitiful. <laughs> the
3: only thing you can tell is, is that she signed it. I know, yes.
4: that's, that's the thing. I think that's the thing that gets me the most about it is that she
1: just signed the
4: photo
3: <laughs> for a blind man. And she doesn't know he
1: has super senses, so, like... Yeah, why did you sign this, Karen?
3: Because <laughs> it's gonna be behind glass as well, so it's not like he can <laughs> read the signature with his fingers. And as it is, he doesn't—he can't see the photo anyway with his fingers because yeah. it's all one shape. It's not like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, puffed up in, in outer outlines or anything. What if it's a scratch and sniff? <laughs> like, like the you're robots. Obsessed with well, scratch that and sniff. That's where the bad guy got those from.
4: What do really we think? Know. What do we think Karen smells like?
1: Oh, like desperation Shrugs. and hairspray. <laughs> hairspray, definitely. I
5: think weed.
0: Oh yeah. Hangs
5: hmm.
1: hmm. yeah.
3: out with all these protesters. That's Debbie. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that's
1: definitely... oh yeah Deb definitely smells
4: we
3: weird. Are, yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, he's thought about Karen's... how he can recognize her perfume, so she's definitely wearing some of that.
4: Yeah, yeah, like desperation flowers and hairspray. There you go. That's what Karen smells <laughs> like.
2: Yeah, that's gonna be my new headcanon, Though, is she like sprayed the picture with her perfume, and he's just you know sniffing it? But honestly, that makes it even
5: worse. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. yeah. It
2: really does. It makes it even more like just creepy. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs>
1: There's no, there's no situation where this is not creepy. Him having this photo. Yeah, like,
6: I, I mean, I mean, you know, if so, if she was holding it, she wouldn't necessarily have had to have sprayed it with anything. It could just smell like her to mm. Matt. I mean, yeah. it's still creepy. I'm just, I'm just making the point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's feeling
1: her fingerprints on the glass. I don't know. <laughs> <Her> oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen is trying to ring Matt um because <laughs> so she left matt a few issues ago then she came back and then he immediately ruined it again vix and now she she's wants him <laughs> back vix what are your thoughts on this relationship twist
4: first of all who sits on a sofa like that
1: uh <laughs> oh, oh yeah,
4: um, <laughs> yeah. i mean my cat does but <laughs> Not
3: recently, but i used to be able to do that <laughs>
4: but i just these two i swear
0: to god
3: (laughs) i just
4: and and i was like she was doing so well she was doing so well she had like a brilliant new job and she was thriving and then she went back and Matt was an asshole to her and now she's just like i can't stop loving him it's like sis it's toxic just throw the whole matthew to the curb and (laughs) leave like just I'm I can't I can't even with these two. You anymore. know that's what
1: Deb would say.
4: Yeah, that's and that's probably what Deb has been saying this whole time. I yeah. imagine like when when we saw Karen like back at, at the law office and like she kissed him, I could hear Deb's in the background
1: going, Why?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you could hear the sound of her rolling her eyes. Yes. Uh, what it's do just, we think of Karen's apartment, though, guys? Very
6: nice.
1: very,
3: yeah, nice. very nice. I, I, I was. Uh,
2: sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I was so confused on like the back wall, like yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah.
3: What is yeah.
2: that?
1: <laughs> Isn't it meant to be like? I feel like this is a giant window, and she's looking out at the buildings across the way. I think
3: it must be because otherwise
5: I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, but that is a giant window. Oh,
3: you know what? I was just assuming it was some sort of strange 1960s paneling. Maybe. Yeah. I guess it could be that
1: as well it's just the way the perspective it kind of I don't know it looks like I'm just imagining it's like this I don't know why she would have a giant window but it looks over at the street below but there's no like window sill it's just this like little cupboard unit thing yeah.
3: I Actually, I kind of <coughs> like it, it, the idea that it's a giant window. That's much better than my panelling idea. Because then the the, um, the ones that are 90 degrees versus, like, mm. 40 degrees makes more sense. She's got a lot of plants in
1: her apartment.
4: I'm like, yeah. she, she doesn't have a picture of
1: Matt.
3: Well, <laughs> no. it's probably by her bed.
0: Yeah,
5: it's oh, not by okay. the phone. <laughs>
0: it's,
5: <laughs> it's under the like. pillow.
3: A sneak attack photo of him anyway. It's not like he's going to go have a uh, professional photo done and hand it to her. <laughs>
4: But what what you can't see is that behind like you know the uh, the POV that we're looking at she's got an entire wall that is like just a creepy shrine, a <laughs> like with some candles burning and like oh, maybe the napkin maybe that he used once yeah <laughs> like a lock of his hair <laughs>
6: yeah yeah it wasn't didn't she in an early issue just have randomly have a picture of him in her desk or something yeah like in that? The yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
3: I think she did. And, and we were joking about how did she get this photo did she like take yeah out of him when he wasn't like well, wasn't paying attention
1: i am um, i so, quite uh, like karen's outfit in this flashback on the next scene with the yes. red outfit which she's worn it before i like it
3: that is my um uh, my toot
1: Ooh. it's her dead cosplay it's her dead well,
0: cosplay, it is her Daredevil cosplay yeah. <laughs>
3: How about the uh, the the polka dots of depression behind her? <laughs> <laughs> that's
5: funny. That that was that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like them. The polka dots it looks like of she's depression.
3: She's being attacked by a, a. I don't know that her plant is is dropping a I bunch of things. A, on her <laughs> coming after
4: her. It's that villain it's the like, spot. It's like she's fading. Like she's so sad. It's like it's her. It's it's the emo Karen coming to like take over oh,
1: yeah,
4: the, the normal Karen. Karen.
1: What about this painting on the back wall of Caesar? Who is this? <laughs> yeah, is it, I don't this get this that. Is? No idea. Someone with oh, a very yeah, like a very Roman looking person.
2: I will say that I think Karen's apartment is a little bit a little bit more put together than Matt's. Matt's from last issue was <laughs> kinda <of> crazy. <laughs> <think it> <laughs> He's blind, Daniel. Daniel. I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> With his chandelier, you mean, and his cobblestones?
2: Well, I mean, I figure someone could have told him about those bedsheets, because, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird prints going on in Matt's apartment last year. <laughs> this
2: is it's why, 60s, this why he needs a
1: Karen to look after him. <laughs> so now the robot is operating on ultimate power as opposed to lukewarm tepid power i guess um and he's got his arm across daredevil's chest and he's pushing him down and i, I don't know, yeah like, of this entire panel <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah. you saw that yeah yeah i was just like oh because i just imagine like ribs breaking and it's like Ugh. but and yeah then, i don't like the way that, that the robot is like lunging over blood. him Is what the rebecca
5: the, the whole gym has turned eggshell with the bright yellow floor. Mm. Yeah. And a checkerboard ceiling. And I that almost distracted me from the giant robot pinning <laughs> that um, suggestively, <laughs> suggestively to the ground. It's yeah. a very, Why does very disgusting. a basketball net in the back. Like a Chris Evans does left he? breast hold.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it does, does have, I have a basketball hoop that? in the background. It
5: does, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's. Yeah. it's
5: but it's all the same colour, so it's hard to tell. Mm. It's not very high basketball hoop either, I'm just saying.
4: (laughs) Is it a basketball hoop, or is it just a picture
6: of a basketball hoop? (laughs) Well, I don't think
3: that would do him any good.
6: (laughs) It smells like a basketball hoop. (laughs) (laughs) It's an aromascope of a
1: basketball hoop. (laughs) So now the robot is going to show off his flippy skills and land on his tippy-toes ready to attack. And Dada was like, right, for some reason, I've got a giant fuse box in my gym. <laughs> my giant geez. gym.
3: Well, it is the basement.
1: That's true. Well, is it the basement? Because yeah, it's under, I mean, it's but it goes death like death. right under the street. So, yeah. Yes. We'll talk about how big this gym is, because it's
3: crazy. So, and have we managed to take over property under the street without the, <laughs> the government getting it in the way. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs>
1: This is that uh, that other Daredevil Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover we've all been waiting for.
6: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's moved in next door to them. <laughs> so the robot's <laughs> running towards Matt or towards Daredevil and Daredevil's like, right, I'm going to do the old leap out of the way at the last minute. Uh, and, and...
6: I love I love when he says, "Let's get with it, son." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
2: love that. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's like, come at me, bro. Come at yeah, me. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Let's get with it, son. Though just sounds like like he's old man Matt Murdock. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaps out the way, but he mis uh, times it. So now he's pinned to the wall by the the robot.
4: Which is even more homoerotic than being
1: pinned to the floor. Yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sexy times with this robot. <laughs> so then we go to everyone's favourite character. And speak, or what I mean is Vix's favourite character. Although I don't know if he is now. I think Debs is your favourite. Uh,
4: yeah, Debs is, Debs is number one. But Foggy is like, he's up there because it's Foggy.
1: He's in his new office. What is is this stance in the first (laughs) part?
4: It's like he's line dancing or something.
6: He's he's pulling up his big boy pants. Oh, oh.
1: yeah. He does it like he's doing some sort of.
6: Yeah. Don't don't
1: quite understand. Yeah, I don't know. So and then he's he's got D.A. He earned it. But bearing in mind, he got chucked out of his campaign office the night before. Yeah. By Matthew. And then he says, Matt should have this job, not me. He was the real brains. I was just the workhorse. And it's like... I was... Yeah, I was livid. <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> livid. I was screaming at Foggy. I was like, you deserve
6: this. You do all the work. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I love I love this scene. And I, I love Foggy's whole time as DA. It's really, yeah. really interesting. And, yeah, yeah it's very it's it's a, a huge part of his early character development because he does get the chance to actually develop some self-esteem, which is really nice and to mm-hmm. be in this role where he's separate from Matt. Um, I mean, in terms of his character development and also just in terms of how he's actually, uh, you know, he, he becomes his own unique character as opposed to just being someone who bounces off of Matt when weird things happen. Yeah, and he, he needs it. He needs to develop
1: some <laughs> self-esteem, bless him. Cause... Yeah. This is,
2: I mean, this that's is one sad. of the, the best things of the last few issues is that you have Foggy and Karen really start to develop past their just kind of two-dimensional personalities and start yeah. to kind of into their own a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you do have more of, you know, the emotional stakes and, you know, things start to have a little bit more in the way of consequences that carry over from issue to issue, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. The,
0: the,
1: the, the, exactly, yeah. I mean, we can talk about it a bit more as well later where, the comic definitely feels like it's finding its feet in the last ten issues um, mm-hmm. and going towards something, you know, different. Particularly with yeah. other characters. Um, so, <laughs> Karen rings. Karen rings Matt, but uh, sorry, Karen rings Foggy. He's all excited because he thinks it's an official call, and then he's like, "Oh, it's just you, Karen." <laughs> 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 no, I haven't heard about Matt. Sorry. Um. So yeah, he's sort of not happy about Matt but then he he says oh he's the best friend I could ever have you know the man oh, who the went on a cruise when and... we didn't have any money and... <laughs> 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 he's
4: the best friend who fat shamed me all the time and never did any bloody work <laughs> and then kicked me out of my campaign office the day before like election day yeah
1: it's great it's my best day <laughs> and then Foggy blames his pride
4: <laughs> like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Boggy, you are a strong, independent woman don't like you. uh, Like, you got this, boo.
1: (laughs) it, It did make me laugh so hard. He's the best friend I could ever have no <laughs> bearing in mind we never discussed what was going to happen to the law office if i became da because we yeah. apparently don't talk
0: out of
4: everyone it's like the, the person he spends the most time with is karen because yeah. they're the ones that do all the work so really karen's your best friend yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: most of the conversations they have are about matt so
4: matt just seems to turn up whenever he fancies it
1: yeah Mhm. that's it by the way, Vix, I'm going on a cruise. Um, you can deal with the rest of the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, <bitch. laughs> okay. So, meanwhile, Matt is still uh, fighting the robot. Um, but we realise that the circuitry of the robot has been rearranged. His memory bank is out of alignment. Actually I don't know if this robot's a he I'm going to say there Because <laughs> I don't want to assign this robot a gender <laughs> So Who you knows uh, So ro- The robot uh, Decides to escape By breaking through The ceiling above and onto the street Which is quite far out So well, like, let's where... discuss How big is this gym How just, like How big is Matt
6: Brownstone yeah, and why does he's it. been, he's been slowly expanding. <laughs> he's been finding all, all sorts of loopholes in the zoning laws that will let him slowly expand his basement all the <laughs> way down the, the street. T-
5: that's the only reason he's a lawyer. Yeah. So yeah. He can
6: exploit oh the
5: yeah. That's why he's never
6: at work? He's he's,
1: he's, yeah,
5: I mean, he's like, building he all his time <laughs> doing this. <That's>
1: what... <laughs> he's building a, a super villain lair on, <laughs> on <laughs> underneath. Was. Or maybe he's doing like an Andy Dufresne and he's just chipping away. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he's
4: nowhere to escape from. He's down I mean, there. like, you know, he's down there with a spoon. The <laughs> <I> <laughs> so
0: carbon like putting,
4: putting all the dirt in in like the pockets of his Daredevil costume. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, he's putting it in the little That's bag crazy. he used to wear on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and then going to Central Park of an evening and emptying it out. Yeah. So <laughs> we <go.
1: laughs> We've cracked
3: it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm like telling the contractor, oh, yeah, let's expand down to the left a little bit. Yeah, let's go like another hundred feet. Um, <laughs> uh, what? Pipes? <laughs> the, the subway? No, don't worry about those. It'll, <laughs> be yeah. it'll be fine. It'll be fine.
4: It gives yes. me a short. It gives me a shortcut to the subway in the mornings when
1: I need to go to work. Now, <laughs> on, now surely, on the, if this robot, on the days
4: is... that I actually bother to go to
1: work, yeah, when I go to work, <laughs> exactly. Now, this robot busting out of the ground, like, well, surely this would leave a hole, and people would come to investigate and go, "Hey, there's a gym down here," <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it leads to it leads to Matt Murdoch's house. Hey why is there a giant gym in your house you're blind like why is is your apartment like so giant why do you have a (laughs) chandelier (laughs) like what's going on Um, I just feel like this would this would grow like there'd be questions but anyway Um, (laughs) I know Daniel said earlier about some like tension where he was uh, (coughs) dead and was like pinned to the floor oh bless you whoever that was
3: Um, that was me
1: bless you i actually do and i don't know what you guys think i do like the tension of this bit where the robot is kind of heading back to um get sort of rebooted or whatever it's doing and Mm Dedo was following the robot but he wants to protect the civilians as well and he's trying to make sure so he's like like the whole time this robot's just walking he's like stay back stay back everyone you know what i mean I was like, "That's yeah. quite tense," because you know, at any moment something could go wrong. Like someone could make a movement, or you know,
6: yeah, yeah, and I like that a lot.
4: The
1: yeah. just standing there, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's heading back home to daddy.
2: <laughs> I mean, like Emma said, the the robot is definitely kind of silly uh, in certain instances, but. I do like how the the tension does kind of continue to ramp up kind of throughout the issue um, Mm -hmm. where it does seem like most of Daredevil's, you know, really good fights, how he becomes so much the underdog and he's constantly punching up uh, with all of his opponents. So I thought this leaned into that really well.
6: Yeah, yeah. And I really like the detail of Matt saying, I'll take complete responsibility for whatever may happen, because you know, there's no way that will end well. <laughs> yeah. I love that he says it, because, of course, I mean, that's very Matt. And, yeah. And, you know, particularly, you know, later when things get, the, the issues get a bit um, darker and more violent, et cetera, you know, that often is is the case, that he, he ends up in these awful situations that he puts himself in for reasons, reasons like this. Mm-hmm yeah
1: yeah we will oh i can't wait i'm just thinking of certain things i'm like oh i'm so excited only six years to go or whatever it is (laughs) um so meanwhile star saxon's in his lab uh in a fabulous like purple cloak which i thought vix would enjoy i love it very much i feel like this is you lounging around in your flat um, it's not far off, to be fair. I've <laughs> got a purple dressing gown on right now. Nice. <laughs> uh, and he's gloating about his collection of chemically treated aromagraphs of the most hated criminals of all. Uh, so not
2: only did he run around and get Daredevil scent, but he went around <laughs> and got the scent of all the crime lords in the city.
1: Apparently. <laughs> smell great. Yeah. Do you reckon the owl's on there? Because the owl's got a very distinctive smell, hasn't he? That Matt commented yeah. on before. It's his hair oil. His hair oil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Star Saxon's looking a bit less like a purge mask, um, which is what we described him... I think you described him as last issue, Vix, that he was drawn... Yeah. His face looked like a like a mask from the purge. He yeah. did. Yeah, it's very creepy. He looked a mm-hmm. bit more real in this issue. Yeah. Uh, so,
3: so is, oh, is the point of having all the smellographs for all of the um the uh, the bad guys so that he can then threaten them or is it that he plans on killing them off and taking over
1: oh no because... i think he's gonna he's basically gonna go to one crime lord and go hey i can kill this other crime lord so give me loads of money um, and then he does it and he's basically just taking the money
4: I hope he keeps all of these things in like a hermetically sealed bag. Can can you imagine how bad his lair smells? Well, yeah,
3: that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, who that's,
2: that's...
1: Yeah. did that <laughs> guy? Who did Ew. you?
3: Gross.
2: Yeah. I do like the design of the the lab here. Um, I like Barry's uh, Barry Smith's artwork in here. Um, <laughs> this is when I said it was very like Kirby-esque. where it's got like kind of the the circles and the lines and stuff, and, like in the circuitry and the panels. Yeah, it's a very like Kirby thing yeah Mm.
1: yeah i i like his um his work in this issue um i can think of some yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so then uh daredevil has followed the robot to star saxon's lab star saxon throws some is it liquid phosphorus yes Mm -hmm. uh which explodes we get lots of kirby circles and uh, in the next bit where everything's on fire
6: this is my um, my favorite panel of the issue. I love this this panel with the explosion and Matt's Matt's asbestos treated costume. Oh, uh, yes. let's talk
3: about that. <laughs> let's talk about that
1: for a thousand years, because <laughs> that's not aged well.
6: Um, yeah, that's
4: yeah, uh, not aged well at all. Yes, <laughs> I'm writing yeah.
3: my notes with a giant question mark and two exclamation points. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, me too. I was like, Matt has treated his costume with asbestos. <laughs>
6: Yikes! Uh... <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean it's that... a great panel though. I is love it? yeah, I love him leaping out of the way and the, the 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 flames and yeah, we get more of the the Kirby crackle effect. Mm-hmm.
2: Um... It's very born again, uh, just to allude for those that have read it. It um, is, yeah,
3: you're so right. Good point. Yeah. It's neat, too, because it overlaps with the other panels. Like, or it's behind two of the other panels, and then yeah, uh, the third one is short just to give it extra space, so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool.
6: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, I like this whole page. Like, I'm zooming out because I'm looking at it digitally, so I'm looking at it panel by panel. But zooming out, you can see the whole page. I really like this whole page.
0: Yeah. It's, mm-hmm.
1: it's very pretty. So... Um, so Matt leaps out the way of the explosion, so Star Saxon's like, right, I've got to re put Daredevil's aromagraph in the robot because reasons. Oops. And makes a mistake and instead puts Biggie Benson's aromagraph in there. <gasps> oh no. Ba, ba, ba. Immediately.
3: The one who deserves it. <laughs> exactly.
1: So robot's like, right, I'm off. Later's. Later's palm. <laughs> <laughs> and is off to kill Biggie Benson, and then Star oh, is like, "No, I'm, I'm a fool, no." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so was then...
3: like, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the hell, man? Come on! Where did you get your fabulous purple cloak? <laughs> uh, and yeah, so he, he's like, "Right, I'm gonna follow the robot again."
6: Hang uh, loose, heel.
1: Hang loose, heel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Star Saxon's going to sit there and wait. But <laughs> to come back. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he runs off. Um, so, yeah. So we get the other fight between Matt and the robot. I, I really like this panel where the robot, like, throws Matt
6: yeah. like,
5: away.
1: And he's he's kind of flying towards
5: the that's reader. That's because he's got, like, a mix. That's <laughs> it looks like he's wearing his yellow outfit
1: again. It does, because <laughs> there's black on it as well. Aww. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Nice little flashback.
1: What about the robots striding off into the grass? <laughs>
3: and Very then you moody. can see um, a world on fire view.
1: You do. World on fire view of um, of, uh, of Saxon. Yeah. I just rewatched that episode of Daredevil, actually.
6: Oh, I like that episode.
1: Yeah, it's a good episode. Uh,
6: I gotta say, I, I hate the world on fire.
1: I Oh, I hate the Not effect, a fan. yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like the
1: episode, but I hate the world of... Yeah, they should never have done it. And they never bring oh, see, it back. I like which that is they
3: good. tried it, but I'm glad that they didn't do it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the, the effort, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Uh, so Saxon runs away to warn Biggie Benson. And Matt's like, right, I'm still following him. We're going to the prison. All the guards start shooting at this giant robot that's crashing through the wall. And one shooting thing has time to go, hey, it's Daredevil. <laughs> I love you. But what are you doing here? <laughs> um, and Matt gets shot. We don't see where though.
4: Well, you can't because his, I mean, his costume's red, so that's true. for <laughs> Deadpool
6: reasons, it hides the blood. Yeah. I, I also, I love that, that top panel where we have the, the little panel from getting shot, but then it's within this larger panel with this extreme perspective and Matt's foot coming right at us.
1: I love that. Into the panel under. Yeah. It's
6: really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah re- I like this. Yeah. I, yeah. I like the way that, this oh, is.
1: There's
6: little, the little panel below it where he's he's breaking through the glass. It looks like he's breaking out of the panel. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so many. cool. I love Barry Windsor Smith's, uh, the way he handles panels. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at it
1: now. Yeah, there is some cool stuff. The way, yeah, I I <laughs> I've lost control of the panel. Sorry, I'm like. Whizzing I'm through sorry. That. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was just like, where am I? Uh, what about Matt, like, bitch-slapping this guard into unconsciousness? And he's like, yeah, yeah he'll feel nothing. Cool. I was like, yeah, apart from a concussion of possible brain damage. He's like, <laughs> he, bit,
4: he bitch-slapped him so hard, it looks like he's been projected into another dimension.
0: <laughs>
4: Seriously.
3: Sorry, he's phased out of
1: existence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's now stuck in that place where they were several issues ago. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, like with Ghost Deb. <laughs> Hi stream yeah so he gets into uh, biggie benson's cell um because he's stolen the keys and he's like right i've got to warn you i've got to warn you the robots coming and biggie benson's like so what you're the one he's after and i was like yeah but you'd probably get hurt in the fight biggie Benson. <laughs> you know it's like how big is your cell dude <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: through the wall. What the
0: hell?
1: and then everything starts to go black and like biggie like punches dead everyone in the back of the head I guess. Yeah. And then the robot appears and is like, I have reached my objective. And Biggie Benson goes, no, no!
3: Except he doesn't know that it's not going after him. I mean, that it's going after him. He thinks it's going after Daredevil. So I'm not quite sure why he's yelling no. Also,
1: seeing as it's reaching for Daredevil, I don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why. But
2: the 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 person's
3: view of of uh Piggy when he's about to punch daredevil in the head um was kind of cool mm-hmm, that's yeah. more the way that i'm used to seeing his radar sense yeah you know, yeah as opposed to the world on fire one on the previous page yeah with two- the
1: circles mm-hmm. yeah i just i mean it's just that, that kind of thing that like, we were saying about the show that you couldn't really you couldn't really do this in a um, motion, you know yeah, mm. they did a similar thing in the movie, and it was—I mean, we discussed it on our episode, Elizabeth. Which yes. I think some bits
6: were more successful than others, but yeah, I, I really liked it in the movie. I thought I thought they did a much better job of 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 getting it, depicting us uh, the mm. sense of it being non-visual and it being um, really kind of chaotic mm-hmm. and but also lacking information, lacking a lot of necessary information. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely. I think it works best in comics. Certainly, yeah. it's easiest to depict. Yeah, <laughs> and the the way they
1: did it in *Trial of the Incredible Hulk* was just put a yeah. green filter on everything, yeah. from what oh, I remember.
6: I, I, I didn't mind that either. Yeah, yeah. It was like I don't know.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Don't worry, Vix. We'll we'll do our commentary for *Trial of the Incredible Hulk* one day.
0: I love *Trial of the Incredible
1: Hulk*. It's so good. And that is the end of the issue, guys. Uh, so the robot has arrived. <gasps> issue 50. Wow. So now is the time to talk about our, our toots and our boots for this issue. Um, let one of our guests go first. Emma, what are
6: your toots and boots? Oh, man. Um, nothing really stood out to me in this issue, really. Um, I Nothing... I don't know. I think a, if I was going to toot or boot anything, I might toot the robot. It's not the most creative robot design, but I do kind of like it. Um, okay. I like the, the, you know, it's, it's, it, I like less so much the, the actual design and more the fact that it does look threatening. Um, and it does certainly look, I mean, it's, it's, it, when, when you, you you can you can you see Matt fighting and you can tell that it's a, it's a this is going to be a difficult fight because it's you know it's big and it's I like the robot's face design also. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. But yeah, nothing really stood out to me this issue. It's a very fashion light issue. What are you going to yeah. boot? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, nothing I didn't hate anything in this issue. I don't know. <laughs> This is a very kind of, yeah, yeah kind of non, non-distinctive non issue, looks-wise okay. for me. Okay. All right.
1: Um, Elizabeth, what are you going to toot or what are you going to boot?
3: So we already talked about um, Karen in the flashback of when, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Matt said he wouldn't marry her, but she was wearing the little red dress with the um, the white cuffs. I think that is my toot. It's really yeah. It's very cute. It's cute. Um, I I kind of liked the uh, the pink outfit that she was wearing when she was calling too. But um, but I think that yeah, the one with the little cuffs is cute. And uh, the boot. I'm gonna say the robot's diaper and boot combination. It's like a you know, robot. <laughs> I need <mean>, a <laughs> diaper.
0: It's a very <laughs>
4: odd kind of metal diaper. Yes. Yeah.
5: But that is my boot.
1: Okay um rebecca
5: i like the purple suit
1: <laughs> of course you
5: do i like lounging around and he looks like he's having fun and it all matches it looks comfy do you so... think it's velour no no oh, no how dare you it's probably some sort of <laughs> silk derivative yeah it's, I nice. and, and so that's that's my two my boot i think having had a quick flick through now is foggy's tie it's hideous
1: Oh, I can't remember. It's his thin, like. it's
5: too short, it's badly tied. <laughs> it's yeah, very I'm sorry, short, yeah. Mr. DA, this is not good enough. <laughs> dress for the job you want to do, not the job you're too like. Wow. You know. <laughs> yeah, maybe no, DA sorry, stands bad. for
1: dress atrociously. <laughs>
5: Like, his shoes are hideous, but you can barely see them, so yeah. I'm giving them a little bit of leeway. But you see the tie a few times, and it's not only too short, it's also too thin and badly tied.
3: So, <laughs> okay. Are those shoes oh. spats, or are they just... They look like
5: they are, and I'm worried about that. <laughs> like, I, I have very big concerns about it, but you only see them in one panel, so it may just be that they're badly drawn. Yeah. So I'm giving them a bit of leeway over the tie. I'd love it if he wore fancy spats.
1: No, he's yeah. a fancy man now. Daniel, so what about you? Went off, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Daniel, what about you?
2: Um, I think I'm going to, to see if I can find the page again uh, okay. when the, uh, the robot is crashing through the street um, there's a girl kind of in the back oh yeah, um, yeah. Kind of got a, a, a cute outfit um, with kind of like a, a red skirt and then kind of like a, a green jacket and boots Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of fun um, it was kind of a mild too because Slay said there wasn't a lot of fashion in this issue Um, But I did kind of like that one. And then I guess I'm going to go against the grain um, because I'm going to boot Star Saxon. Not because, you know, it doesn't look comfy. It just looks, (laughs) you know, in terms of like going out fashion, you know, it seems – it doesn't seem like it fits him. It kind of seems, you know, excessively baggy. And it uh, it reminded me of the Mass Marauder a little bit because it was (gasps) – So uh, I mean, it's not nearly that bad, not nearly that bad. But, you know, I have PTSD with it. So, you know,
1: (laughs) they're fighting words, Daniel. (laughs) Uh, Vix, what about you?
4: How dare you? (laughs) Well, I am going to toot Saxon's outfit because I think he looks expensive. I think he looks. Yeah, he's selling the garment, darling. <laughs> um and yeah it does look really comfy it's like it's like the comfiest supervillain outfit that we've seen yeah
5: and and it's not sort of like ridiculous Ott it's mm. just no
4: madness. it's it's understated it's yeah it's what I would choose <laughs> were you a supervillain to become villain? a bad guy were we yeah. to be super mm-hmm. <laughs> um as for my boot, There wasn't really a lot to choose from, to be honest. So I think I'm also going to boot the robot's strange metal underpants because they just look incredibly uncomfortable. Not that he cares because he's a robot, but it's like, yeah.
1: I'm going to be pretty boring and I'm going to toot Karen's flashback outfit because I think it's really cute. I've tooted it before. And I'm going to boot... um, I'm going to boot, well, I don't know, because Rebecca is kind of making me want to boot Foggy now, because that tie. (gasps) Um, Yeah, because the robot's going to appear next issue, so I'm going to boot the tie. I'm going to boot Foggy. I'm with you, Rebecca.
5: Solidarity. Yay.
1: (laughs) So now it's time for us to discuss our favourite panel of the issue. Uh, Emma, what about you? I think you said already. Um...
6: Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, let me try to find, find it again. Um, yeah, so it's the, it's the panel um, after Star Saxon has thrown the liquid phosphorus and everything's exploding and Matt's leaping out of the way and the pictures are flying all over the place and we get the <laughs> really cool circuitry in the front and everything's going on. It's great. Yeah. Nice. Okay.
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go next because my panel is kind of almost straight after yours. It's the one where the robot is throwing Matt kind of, over his shoulder and or behind him and pushing through the wall with his hand. I really like that one. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Burrito Matt flying out of his Burrito <laughs> prison. <laughs> 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 um, Elizabeth.
3: Mine is the full page one where uh, the robot's holding him down in yeah. the gym.
1: That's mm-hmm. a sexy, sexy page. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, I wasn't looking at it that way. I was looking at it more of a giant thing holding you down, being scary, but yes. Uh, Rebecca? Like the Daredevil doing the flips in the gym.
6: Oh, yeah, that was
5: good. Mm -hmm. The and landing across a different panel,
6: Mm -hmm. which I like. That's a good one. Uh, Daniel?
2: Um, I did really like the the full-page spread of the robot holding Matt down because of the tension, um but i also really liked the it's a few pages later where he's swinging like after the robot in the streets um and it's one of those cool panels that emma pointed out where it's he's kind of reaching out past the panel like his hands and his feet i like, kind of reach yeah. out past the panel and yeah. i'm a sucker for uh, matt kind of swinging through the air so yeah um, i thought that was a cool dynamic panel yeah
1: nice uh vix what about you I am going to go for the
2: um, the
4: robot holding Matt down, but not for the reasons that everyone else has given. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I like Matt being shot out of the mattress like some sort of someone's squeezing the inside of a sausage roll out, <laughs> or maybe well, 2 I think
5: the panel just before he's like squeezed out, he looks <laughs> a little bit like a tampon.
0: Oh
5: no! <laughs> Just a reverse tampon because it's red on
4: the inside. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: I'm now I can never of, read this issue I again. I know I bring
3: a touch of class to
1: podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so with that thought, let's go on to how we're going to vote for this issue. So, um, as a reminder, if we think this issue is the greatest thing. Ever um since, I don't know, since sliced bread, <laughs> why not? uh We will put it in the vault behind the bar, which only our VIPs and Vix and myself have access to, so congratulations, guys. Um, if yes. we think eh, it's alright, we'll throw it under the bar. Um, oh, actually, yeah, we were saying last uh, issue that if we ran out of seats for all of our guests today, you guys could just uh, hunker down on our piles of comics that are under the bar. So. <laughs> there you go. Um, and if we uh, think it's absolute trash, we're going to throw it through the window into the alley uh, next door. So, what do we think, guys? I'll go through. I'll go through everyone again. That'll probably be the easiest way. Um, so, Vix, what do you think?
4: Um, I don't think it was completely awful, but it wasn't the best either. Mm-hmm. But because it's issue fifty, it, I kind of feel like it has to go in the vault. Oh. Because it's issue fifty. Uh,
0: like
1: Dan- we, yeah, we made it this far. <laughs> we did. <laughs> We're still <laughs> talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel, what about you?
2: Um. <sighs> i think i want to vote for under the bar um because i don't i'm kind of surprised you know nowadays you think a 50th issue it has to be some you know huge thing but this just seemed like it was just a regular issue you know in the middle of a Mm two-parter um there were some really good parts to it um i like the juxtaposition between matt fighting the robot and then you have like karen and foggy talking about matt and it kind of shows how much they just don't know what's going on and what's in his life um and, you know, he's facing this huge danger and they're just kind of completely unaware of it. So I kind of like that dynamic and the fact that they're starting to, be, you know, continue to come into their own and the uh, the continued escalation of the tension and, and the action kind of throughout the issue. Um, but the robot himself kind of silly a little bit. And like I said, it's, it's a little bit of a light issue, um, just kind of like a middle one. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's worthy enough of the vaults, but I didn't think it was bad. And like I said, he had some great um, Barry Windsor Smith art in there as well, so I think I'll just vote for Under the Bar. Okay. Uh, Rebecca?
5: Yeah, Under the Bar. I think there's enough positives to not, like, throw it out, but it's not... It won't stand out as a favourite for me. (laughs) But I think, given that it's issue 50 and it's part of a multi-issue thing, it's worth it, and the sort of Foggy and Karen stuff, like elevates it a little bit, mm-hmm. and the reverse tampon. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's
3: that's clearly my favorite. thing. <sighs>
5: uh, Elizabeth,
3: I agree under the bar, uh, mainly because it's the middle of the three-parter, and um, I, if we if we were throwing the, the first and the third out, then I'd say throw it out. If we were going to put them in the vault, I'd say put them in the vault. But it doesn't really stand on its own, so I would say put it onto the bar and then see where the other ones go.
6: Emma? Yeah, I agree. Under the bar. Um, this is one of those issues where I actually I actually forgot that this was the 50th issue. It's one of those issues where I read it the first time and it went right out of my head, and mm-hmm. I read it again this time, and it's still, you know, it's not an issue that really sticks with you. Um, I mean, it's significant because it's Barry Wintersmith's first issue on Daredevil um, there's some really nice art um, it's an important issue it's Foggy's first issue as DA so it's mm-hmm. it has yeah. continuity significance but yeah it's not I don't think it's quite significant enough to put it in the vault so I would put it under the bar and uh, I'm gonna say under the bar as well sorry Vix, you're
1: outnumbered <laughs> sorry um, Fine. I agree with a lot of the points Emma just said I think there is significant stuff that happens in this issue but apart from that, it's not one that I really remember that much. You know, it's it's fine. Uh, it had some amusing stuff in it. Um, it had some infuriating stuff. And it had some really bizarre stuff. Um, of which our theories are a lot more fun than what was in the issue. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to throw it under the bar. There it goes. Okay. So now it is time for... Everyone's favourite segment. I mean, I get asked about it on Twitter every week. People Do you remember like, on
5: Twitter? Sorry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <never> on Twitter. <laughs> on,
1: the, on the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> everyone every week says to me, how can we have every issue just be Vix predicts? Because we love it so much. And I was like, guys, it's like a fine wine. You just enjoy it a little bit at a time, okay?
0: <laughs> That's
1: how it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is our segment. Vix predicts okay Vix you ready always uh, and anyone who hasn't read the next issue feel free to, to join in as well but I think everyone else has <laughs> um, so <laughs> the <next>
0: issue. <laughs>
1: Vix the next issue is called run Murdoch run <laughs>
4: oh i just got images of matt now like running through the streets of of new york like running for running from his past running from his ghosts running from his responsibilities (laughs) (laughs) and like karen chasing after him going matt don't leave me (laughs) i love you even though you're an asshole
1: what do you think's gonna (laughs) happen with uh this this uh robot storyline
4: um is it just going to be an issue of the robot like chasing matt around new york because that might get a little bit
0: boring (laughs) (laughs) and like biggie
4: like biggie as well like running around it's just going to be them like running around trying to escape this (laughs) fucking robot that's hunting them down Mm. and star saxon just cackling in his fabulous
1: silk outfit (laughs) (laughs) uh would you like some spoilers always uh, the next issue is not written by Stan Lee. <gasps>
6: mm-hmm. mm. uh, I feel and... like this next, the next issue would have been a really good 50th issue. It feels like a landmark issue.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> <I'm>
6: yeah. Not... <laughs> uh, and here are some
1: spoilers from the description. Matt, reeling from his battle against Saxon's robot, starts hallucinating and blacking out. Who better to exploit this weakness than Star Saxon himself? Daredevil has pulled the plug on Saxon's finest creation and now he will feel the robot maker's wrath.
5: Is Daredevil going to swoon at his feet? <laughs> or like, in a proper swoon fashion while, <laughs> while he's wearing his silks?
1: Oh, he's oh, going to swoon amazing. at his silks. I want to have a band called Claire and the Robot Maker's Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's going to be next issue, guys. Very Someone exciting. Someone
4: hit their head too hard in the gym. Someone <laughs> shouldn't
1: have tried to headbutt a giant robot.
4: Like more than once. More than once.
3: And get shot <laughs> and
5: possibly have his hand broken. Yeah, yeah well, that's them
3: exactly. in the head, too. So he's unconscious at the end of this.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah, he's yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. He's having a bad time. He's having <laughs> a bad time. <laughs> Poor Matthew. Poor Matthew. Not even in
3: a comfortable burrito this time. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: he's going to curl what? back up in a burrito and have a nap. <laughs>
4: Do you know what? He's He's been an absolute arsehole lately, so he deserves it. A bit.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe it will knock some sense into him. <laughs> Next
5: <Nah, laughs> is He's just nah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, come on. So how many more issues a day? I don't know. It's happen. <laughs> so, um... So guys, now we're gonna talk a little bit about the first fifty issues of Daredevil because we've read fifty issues of Daredevil and Plus the we... annual. Plus the annual, yeah. And we've had more than fifty episodes, I can't remember how many episodes, but um because we've done commentaries and we've done other things as well. So yeah. We've we've we're we're not yet halfway there, but we're getting there I guess. But we're living on a prayer. <laughs> we're living on a prayer. <laughs> that was my less optimistic version of living on a prayer. <laughs> um, so, so before we go into the first 50 issues, I want to give a big shout out to our listeners who've listened with us and anyone that sent us feedback. Anyone who's listened, even if you haven't sent us feedback, we know you're there. And we appreciate you. (laughs) We know you're there, creeping in a peeping. (laughs) Creeping in a peeping. And a big thank you, obviously, to our guests. Uh, Not only the guests we have today, but every guest that's been on. We love you guys. We do. Yeah. You guys are awesome. So thank you guys very much for being with us on these first 50 uh, issues. So now we are going to go through some points I sent you guys yesterday that Vix and I discussed and just have a little general chat about the first 50 issues of Daredevil. And I thought we could start with everyone's uh, favourite thing to discuss, which is the fashions, um, <laughs> with our mega boot and our mega two of the first 50 issues. So, I don't know if you guys have any ideas, but as soon as I wrote this down, I was like, I know what my mega two is, because is there anything sexier than Matt and Karen lounging around on a yacht in LA? <laughs> <laughs> I post.
3: was thinking about that one!
4: There is something sexier, Claire, and I think you know what. Oh,
1: well, we'll have to tell, tell me in a minute. But I'm going to vote for that because I was like, oh, I'm getting getting a bit hot under the collar here. <laughs> these, these sexy guys lounging around on their yacht. Um, obviously, I have to give a mini mega toot to the plunderer in all of his glory. Uh, but uh, Vix, what is your mega toot? And we'll go through mega
0: boots in a bit.
1: <laughs> the plunderer, obviously. <laughs> <Of course.
0: We laughs>
1: like the Bay which which costume though of his many costumes like dracula plunderer space martian plunderer pirate plunderer i i
4: i loved all of them i loved all of them um but i did have a particular fond spot for the transylvania (laughs) plunderer Um, because it's like you know he went for classic villainy with that look and i will love him forever for that
1: He went for bella lugosi he did Mm, awesome, uh, Daniel. Do you have a mega mega boot, mega two, <laughs> a mega two? <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean, I generally want to just like to most of what Karen wears. I think her fashion is generally on point. Yeah, um, but Obviously. I think a single a single one would be uh, like her matching outfit with Matt when they were going to like the expo.
0: Um,
1: oh yeah, that was really I
2: cute. I thought that one was pretty cute. Um, where they kind of I don't know, unintentionally matched, um, but I thought they uh they look good together.
0: Yeah,
1: that was really cute. I like I, I completely forgot about that one. Um oh also, uh, shout out mini mega toot for Deborah in her first appearance when she was a oh, femme yeah. towel.
4: Oh yeah, she looked
5: oh! also on the old episode. Yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um Rebecca.
5: I am going for uh, Lady Dormer in issue seven. Yes. I can't because remember what she wore. What did she wear? She looks fab. Well, in her first one, she's got a little crop top with a massive, like, almost iron fist collar in shades of pink and hot pants. <laughs> and little- <laughs> <laughs> And that's very pretty. Looks very good. Goes nice. with everything. A little, you know. I was going to go Namor in an overcoat, but I thought I'd, uh, <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you can't really, you can't mess with Namor.
0: <laughs> looking like a
4: looking like and they put flasher.
5: him in an overcoat and then when she turns up later she's in like uh she's got a cape and a you know cape and bubble helmet and red trousers and yeah yeah she just she just she's cool
1: I do remember we loved her outfits from that issue mm. yeah
5: yeah she's she cool outfits they they go with the blue skin all works <laughs> all ties in nicely Karen actually has a nice outfit in that issue as well but i give it to lady dormer because we don't see her as much
1: oh, yeah hopefully she'll be back uh
5: elizabeth
3: um i didn't really have a uh, mega toot um until you mentioned the boat attire and it, that had actually crossed my mind in passing when you first mentioned the idea so i'm gonna go with the boat attire yeah. thing with you um, and then my, my mega boot is the Masquerado. <laughs> <because laughs> I've I got a feeling so he'll come bad. up quite a
1: bit in our mega boots, so I thought we'd do it separate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was just terrible. <laughs> it
3: was so bad. So
4: bad.
6: Uh, Emma, what, what is your mega toot? Um, well, of course, obviously, I have to toot every <laughs> single thing he wears as Mike. But, um, <laughs> particularly, I particularly love uh, the. Uh, white dress shirt, uh, yellow waistcoat, blue pants, fedora outfit that he wears. Is that um, the one in your profile pic. I was just thinking that. The one yes. in your profile pic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that one. <laughs> is that the um, one you cosplayed? It is. Yes. Nice, nice. Um, so I do like that one a lot, but everything he wears is wonderful. Um, but I feel <laughs> like, I feel like my my main toot has to be the red Daredevil costume. I oh, mean, you yeah. know. Yeah, stunningly designed superhero outfit that has lasted over 50 years Mm -hmm. Um, you know it's iconic I mean I love the yellow one also I have to say but uh, yeah I mean I I think it's got to be it's got to be the red suit for me it's really not had that much variation
1: so yeah you're right i didn't even yeah. think of the red suit but yeah well that's a good they one.
3: tried a couple times but then they kept going yes. back to it yeah right,
1: they, yeah it's, oh it's, it's, i i can't wait until we get to devil. robot suit daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for vix's reaction oh lord <laughs> motorcycle
3: daredevil then then there's the red uh suit
1: the, oh, we, we don't talk about the red I suit. Love we don't talk about suit. the red no, suit. No,
3: no, no. I love the red soup <laughs> With the hat there. <laughs> I need you to
6: talk about the red soup Oh, I'm I'm meaning technology. the um one,
1: the uh the The recent one, the uh the we hair. talking yes, Yeah, that's what, talking yeah.
6: About. That's that's
1: what we're talking
3: about. No. As it, opposed it, to the the uh, the costume, we're we're talking about the suit. Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: the actual suit. suit. It it hurts. Yes. It hurts me. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. So now it's time for our mega boots. Um, and I think I've I okay. So I'm I'm going to be predictable and go for the Master Marauder. <laughs> um, But I'm also going to call out any time Matt wears the reverse carrot, I cannot deal with it. (laughs) It upsets me dearly. I just am like, Matt, you've got orange hair. Don't wear all green like you did last issue. You look like a reverse carrot. It's very upsetting. Don't do it, Matt. (laughs) Um...
3: I'm glad you explained that because I was like, reverse
1: carrot. Yes. Um, Also, I want to give out a, a little minor mega um uh mega no d- actually don't worry ignore me uh so mega boot vix what are you gonna go
4: for
1: <laughs>
4: i hate him i hate everything about him <laughs> He's like a baggy skinned squid i just i hate him so much get in the sea uh
1: daniel daniel
2: I mean, I was gonna go Mass Marauder, um, but just to, to switch it up and I can't believe you guys don't like the you know, the tissue over the face. I mean, on, said,
0: <laughs>
2: but to, to switch it up, um I'll go with Matt working out in his dress shoes and yeah.
1: and
4: his gym brogues.
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, I'll bring up another one then as well, which is um uh, Matt wearing Leapfrog's um, baggy, Ew. baggy, Ew. sweaty, gross frog outfit.
2: Where he yeah. squeezed himself into, like, a used wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.
1: Um, Rebecca, what about you?
5: I don't really know, so I will say Moss Order as well. <laughs> I, I, I have not read them all. You don't yeah. have and, to read and the mask. Order. Yeah, so he's bad, so that's fine. He's awful.
1: Elizabeth, what is your, oh, you've already said your mega boot, which is the master Yeah, order. sorry,
3: I said mine at the same time. That's okay,
1: don't <laughs> worry, it's fine. Uh, Emma, what is your mega boot? Obviously nothing that graced the skin of Mike
6: Murdoch. Of course. <laughs> um, now, mine is um, the co- combination of Ape Man, Frog Man, and oh. Bird Man. I can't stand their costumes, they look ridiculous. Ugh. What about Cat Man? It's, it's oh, no, bit. and Cat Man, I'm sorry, I forgot Cat Man. cat man <laughs> <the subject> a <laughs> feet. Yeah. Feet.
4: You didn't
2: like Catman's like luxurious mustache and beard?
6: <laughs> like,
4: that was all right, you but he do. had. Like weird bird
1: feet. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were not good. Their outfits. <laughs> mm. Oh, a minor uh, mega to uh I really like the owl's costume. It's very classic with the green like overcoat and stuff.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I always enjoy seeing the owl in that costume yeah uh, but yeah in the air. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. flying through the air so <laughs> now we're going to talk about what we think um, our favourite villain and uh, least favourite villain well, I feel like this is going to go the same way <laughs> with least favourite villain but we'll see uh, so Vix who was your favourite and I'm least favourite villain
4: up. come on <laughs> but also I love Stiltman i know you do Mm -hmm. with his crazy robert hoover i just every time i look at that panel even now i just lose my shit with him like hoovering up money and jewelry and it's just the best thing ever you're gonna get your Uh, tattoo
1: of um of plunderer pole dancing on Stiltman's legs
4: yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) amazing the the plunderer is the plunderer owns my heart I'm,
1: he just does amazing um, worst villain? well the Mars Marauder <laughs>
4: um, and the Matador as well I thought he was shit
1: yeah Aww. yeah Matador is not good not the Jester
4: oh uh, yeah like weird pedo Jester no
5: it's um, definitely a Jester for me he's just but the, mar- the
4: Master Marauder like when when I die and go to hell I am <laughs> I'm I'm looking for Margaret Thatcher and the Masked Marauder. <laughs>
1: what if the Masked Marauder they... takes off the mask and it is Margaret Thatcher? Oh, oh then,
4: then we got beef, son.
1: <laughs> we got beef. <laughs> Daniel, what about you? I feel like the Matador might come up in your least favourite villains as
2: well. Yeah, I think that was the one I was that popped in my head was probably the Matador. Um, just because... Eh, I mean, he threw a blanket at him. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I was trying to think of another one that, like, popped into my head. Um, I really wanted to like the, the organizer um, because mm. I like a good, like, political, you know, uh, plot. Um, but he was just so uninspired. Um, so the organizer's probably pretty up there, too.
4: Mm. Oh, I feel like I should give um, a shout-out to Kilgrave, though. As one of yeah. the better villains, purely mm. for the way that Matt takes him out.
1: The old cloakeroo. Mm.
4: The old yep. pheromone um, soaked <laughs> shower curtain cloakeroo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, right. but also because I know that like we're gonna still see Kilgrave again, and he is like, and I've cosplayed as Kilgrave as well, so I feel like I should give him a little shout. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, when you guys mentioned the, uh, like, putting, like, a bird to sleep, I can't, you know, not (laughs) think of that.
4: (laughs) Can't unsee it. Yeah, it's so Uh, true.
2: (laughs) But as far as my favorite, like, I've struggled with this more than, like, any other question as far as, like, who my favorite villain is, just because Mm -hmm. in the first 50 issues, we haven't really gotten, like, the big, iconic, like, Mm -hmm. you know, his arch nemesis villain yet. Um, That's going to come later, but... I mean, I like him for for different reasons. Um, I did like the Gladiator. Um, I thought, you know, he had a cool outfit and he's a really cool physical fight uh, for Daredevil. Uh, But I think I'm going to go with Stiltman uh, just because Mm -hmm. he's kind of a best, like, he has a little bit of like the mastermind um, side to him where there was kind of a bait and switch on who his identity was to start with. And he hooked up with the Masked Marauder and had kind of like the planning side. Um, But he's just such a cool dynamic fight. Every time he fights Daredevil, you know, we get just such amazing uh, panels. Uh, Mm. I think Gene Cullen loves to draw him, Um, so we get really cool, you know, up in the air, aerial fights with him, trying to, like, you know, fight Stilt Man, so he's always interesting when he comes in.
1: Yeah, definitely. Stilt Man's the best. Uh, Rebecca?
5: Uh, I'm not, I don't ever much new. Uh, Purple Man is going to clearly be my number one. And I didn't like the jester. So. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't have anything deep to say about either. Well, <laughs> that right. my... That's my answer to your question. I'm sorry. They probably both had terrible ties, though.
1: I don't know if Purple Man had a tie. I think he was wearing like a little... Well, polo neck he had a terrible
5: tie. Yeah,
1: jester definitely Lived. had a terrible tie under that poncho.
5: Everything, yeah.
3: You yeah. know, terrible
5: every day. Yeah.
1: Um, Elizabeth.
3: So um, I'm going to go against the uh, against the groove here. The um, I'd say the worst villains is every time that they had one of the superheroes from the other comic books come in mm. because they always had him as as opposing them and like Spider Man was trying to find out who he, who his uh, secret identity was and trying to break up his. So I I just. I don't like the way that they were doing the crossovers. They were always disappointing. They were always like, oh, you're going to now be with the Fantastic Four. But the Fantastic Four were, <laughs> were, like, against him during, like, most of it. Or, oh, you're going to be against uh, – it's going to have guest starring Captain uh, Captain America. No, they're going to fight the whole time. And I know it was, like, an ongoing thing early on was an excuse to get the characters together, and they always started out with a fight, and then some. towards the end they figure out that, that they were – um, good after all. But most of these, they didn't even figure out that they were good after all by the end. It isn't until yeah. years later that they start to actually have a background relationship where Spider-Man and, and Daredevil are actually really fr- good friends and stuff like that. So that would be my least favorite. And then uh, I'm going to go against the grain again on here because the um, I <laughs> I like the jester. <laughs> mostly because he was the villain in my very yeah. first Daredevil issue ever and i realized that's like several um several issues later but i still um he's it's got a little place in my heart because he was the reason why i um started reading daredevil
1: okay uh emma what about you obviously your biggest villain was uh mike murdoch's fashion right (laughs) yes
6: (laughs) obviously um but yeah uh, i mean i i love silver age daredevil villains um they're great um but yeah i think I mean, Stilt Man has been mentioned, Purple Man has been mentioned, Gladiator has been mentioned. Um, but yeah, so I'm also going with the Jester. I love the Jester. Um, and I mean, the Jester has a lot of really cool later issues as well. But even in, in his introductory issue, he's this wonderful melding of completely ridiculous Silver Age back, you know, motivation and backstory and costume Um, And genuinely being threatening. Um, You know, he frames Matt for murder and he almost successfully. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's always been this undercurrent to him of, you know, bending the truth and making people question what's real and um, fighting Matt in ways that are not physical. Um, And so I love that about him. And I love the way Matt takes him down. Um, And I, I just I really enjoy the gesture. Um, and I think my least favorite is probably the Tri-Man, just because whenever I think of <laughs> early Daredevil villains, that's always the one I forget. Completely unmemorable. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you right now what happens in that issue. Um, and I've read it several times. I just, just,
2: that, that is a good point. Actually. He was yeah. very, very forgettable. I hate to like yeah. the, I don't know. This robot was at least a little bit more memorable, but you're right. He was kind of just bland. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah he's yeah very easy to forget I was looking through like a list of the villains and I was like who oh yeah that guy right
6: exactly yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to my least favorite villain would yeah it would probably be like the really boring ones like Tri man Un- unholy trio um, eel and the ox although I yeah. thought the storyline with the ox with him swapping bodies with I can't remember the, the doctor's name was a bit more interesting um but yeah like bo- boring ones like that the matador is kind of silly um the jester just yeah i'm not really a fan of him the trapster he was pretty bad um oh, i
4: forgot about him yeah oh, with his with his bucket of spunk <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> with his,
4: <laughs> his, <laughs> his paste
1: paste pot pete yes. <laughs> yes um that was the most entertaining thing about him was paste pot pete the name yeah uh so and then good villains um Stilt Man is always great. Kilgrave, mainly because of what comes later. But in the issue, like we said before, he wasn't that memorable, but he comes back and he's a villain that I really like. Um, and uh, and then I'm going to have two other antagonists. So obviously, love the Plunderer. Love the Plunderer. Um, he's amazing. Master Mordor was terrible. Um, two other ones that I liked. I like Namor as um, an antagonist. And we'll, I'll talk about him more in a bit. Um, and I really loved dr doom uh, as well yeah. he mm-hmm. was great yeah. and I mean mainly because we got to see Dr Doom strutting along the street in Daredevil's body, which is my favorite <laughs> thing ever um and i I really liked him uh in those issues so yeah lots of lots of good villains so far lots of bad villains, no real classic villains apart from maybe stiltman where well, we've had stiltman the owl gladiator yes. I
6: would gladiator maybe yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I so wanted to give like shout outs to Mr. Fear and and Purple Man because I actually did enjoy their stories, Mm -hmm. but both of them have really only appeared once so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely their better stuff comes later. Um, Yeah. But I do really enjoy both those characters. They just haven't had enough. Yeah. 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 definitely.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Mr. Fear definitely becomes a lot more interesting later. So now we're going to talk about some of our highlights and our lowlights. Um, from all of the the first 50 issues some of our favorite things some of our least favorite things and I mentioned Namor a minute ago and one of my favorite things that I think about a lot is actually the issue with with Namor because I love the fact that when it the fight ends it's I feel like it says something about who Matt is that he just doesn't give up and it's a very early issue Mm -hmm. he doesn't give Mm -hmm. up the fight he just keeps on fighting when there's no way that he's really going to win and Namor actually really admires that and kind of stops the fight. And I really, really like that issue. That was like a little highlight for me. Um, the whole Plunderer saga, amazing. Um, they're some of my highlights. Um, but yeah, you guys feel free to add and I'm sure I think of some more. So Vix, what about you? Um,
4: I, I really enjoyed seeing Kilgrave, but that was because... I already knew what he is, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that was... And it had, like, the best foiling of a villain (laughs) ever in the history of comics. (laughs) Like, a pheromone-covered shower curtain, for God's sake. I mean, (laughs) it does not get better than that. (laughs) It just doesn't. Um, The... And it, like literally anything with plunderer because he is just so a hundred thousand percent sold like he is he is all in on being a supervillain like he just doesn't hold back he's just loving everything about it and he's like oh we're going for a pirate theme are we okay well let's go balls to the wall pirate theme then
0: <laughs> you know
4: oh i like my my lair is in, the, in this big castle okay i'm gonna dress like dracula Um, and like, I have, I've seen his costume from like more recent times and he just gets more fabulous. (laughs) And I just, I love there's like, there hasn't really been another villain that just got so completely like into the whole theme of it. And I love that. Like, I just really, really love that about, about him.
1: (laughs) Nice.
4: Um, I'm growing a little bit tired of the whole like Matt Caron thing already. Mm hmm. It's like, oh, guys, just either talk to each other or get together. I don't care which one. That would
1: definitely be in my low lights is um, (sighs) the relationship at the moment between Matt and Foggy. Um, Yeah. Because they're, they're, as we keep saying, they're not friends. They're not even frenemies. They just Mm. have no relationship, and I'm looking forward to that relationship being developed.
4: Like, I am as well, because it's like, you know, they... (sighs) Uh, I just... Although I kind of don't want Foggy to be friends with him anymore because Matt has basically been nothing but horrible to him (laughs) right from the very beginning. (laughs) So... um, And Foggy's
3: been kind of a jerk too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
4: Um, But I I think a lot of that is in retaliation to the fact that the guy that he calls his best friend is just horrible to him Mm -hmm. all the time. And just, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to, you know... I'm basically... I, you know, I am this whole entire law firm because where the hell have you
1: been? Uh, like, Daniel, what about you?
2: Um, I, I do think that one of the highlights is the Namor fight just because it shows, you know, all the great aspects of Daredevil, you know, the, the punching up, the never say die, you know, the never mm-hmm. quit. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, and I also really like the... Uh, the brother take my hand issue. Um,
0: yeah, because
2: i like the, uh, you know, it's him helping, it's not even really superhero related, but just, you know, helping someone that has a similar disability and saying, you know, Hey, if you've got the guts, you can do whatever you want to, you just Mm -hmm. have to, you know, you can get past this. Um, so I thought that was really well done. Um, and then as far as like low, low lights, um, I will say that, just like the first, you know, twenty thirty issues of like the the love triangle was just eye rolling a lot of times, <laughs> um, just because it was, uh, you know, just the constant pining and then nothing ever really happens, and um, the fact that Matt and Foggy was a lot more tell than show. Um, so they're supposed to be friends, they you know they keep telling us that, but you know they never actually show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like that that's evolving in the last ten issues or so, um, and we're starting to get more like 3d characters out of the three of them. Um, and particularly they're dynamic together. Um, so, but yeah, that the, the, the first little bit of that was, you know, I was just constantly, okay, can we, can we get past this? You know, it's, it never had any forward momentum to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: so I'm glad we're finally getting there.
1: Yeah. I would, I would also say about one of my low lights would be, cause definitely I agree with you, Daniel, about the, the love triangle. One of my low lights is weirdly, cause it's related to the plunderer, Storyline and I love the Plunderer storyline, but I really just don't find the Khazar stuff that interesting. I've never really been that interested in it. Um, it's a
4: bit, he's a bit too kind of like. When he appears,
1: I'm like, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's a
4: bit kind of like He Man and Battle Cat.
5: Mm-hmm. And it's like, if
4: I wanted that, I'd just go and watch
1: He Man. <laughs>
4: Although,
5: we have to stand up for the cat, who's a very good member of the Pet Avengers. Yes,
1: he's
4: but good you carry,
5: Now we can carry on. That's the only good bit about.
4: Are. It's, it's a giant cat, basically. It's, it's, you it's, know, and who it, doesn't.
1: It's
5: the, the pet Avengers, but yes, yes. yeah. The, the rest is rubbish.
1: <laughs> Rebecca, what about some other highlights and lowlights for you?
5: Well, I obviously, I love the Namor issue um, because I, I think for everything you said, but also I don't think they made Namor out to be. Like, often where you get those, um, they fight and then they become friends or whatever, but they don't take away from Namor's kind of dickishness, but they don't mm-hmm. make him over dickish Mm -hmm. like you can get his sort of point of view and his thing it's a bit like with doom it's like they're they're people you kind of love that kind of arrogance with Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. my other highlight because i haven't read all 50 so i'm i just dipped in and out and the ones i've done with you and then i i I read a sort of sampling today and then you know other ones but i i i had to go read the captain america yeah Mm -hmm. and i just think it's so funny that like i mean like Because in some ways I could argue it's terrible, but in other ways I just laughed so hard that like Matt's broken up with Karen, so decides to go get in a fight with Cap. Like (laughs) like, Cap's even like, what are you doing? Like Steve's just like, dude, come on. Yeah, Steve's just like, I'm not gonna hit you, dude. And then he's like, okay, I will. And it's just like, it's just so funny again for both of them. It's just like it says a lot about both of their characters without. it's a reason to get them fighting that isn't that traditional. Mm. Oh, they're both after the same thing. It's a dumb reason, but I kind <laughs> of love it. So mm, that was, no. I don't really have a low light. I mean, like we've done some issues that weren't great, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I will go with what you will say. On oh. that, but at least I picked <laughs> some highlights. So I
1: tried. <laughs> I've, I've got another one, which is a highlight for me, which is um, just Thor. <laughs> just... I mean, <laughs> oh, gosh, Thor. Like, said,
3: really, it's yeah, just that's it. Thor. It's
1: just Thor, just fabulous,
3: and not I Daredevil just... pretending to be
1: Thor. Well, I mean <laughs> that's included. Like Daredevil pretending dead. Darede... Oh, what is it? It's 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 Matt murdoch pretending to be Mike murdoch pretending to be Daredevil pretending to be Thor. He just <laughs> will never not be hilarious. <laughs> <Nobody likes it.
4: laughs> I just I think what I love the most about Thor is that he's just. He's
1: just so chill,
4: and just it's like, oh, so this is happening now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's
3: just kind
1: of he just goes well, that's what I, I just I love I love Thor. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Elizabeth, what about you?
3: So I, um, despite the fact that uh, the on and off again romance is very annoying, I did really like the kiss in yeah. um, a few issues ago because it's like, oh, finally they get to the kiss. So um, I did like that. So I'm considering that a highlight. I also like the fact that um, I think Daniel mentioned it before that um, they're kind of firming up the characters and who they are now Mm -hmm. because early on Foggy's character was like, he he looked like a football player. He didn't really do much of anything. He didn't really say much. And so other than being jealous of, of the relationship with Karen. So now he's kind of settled into the slightly, Slightly overweight, but um, very smart uh, Hufflepuff that he is. (laughs) They actually have his character, like, you know who he is now. And, yeah, they still butt heads, and they still have arguments about stupid things. Most of the time, Matt's fault, but not always. Um, But I do like that uh, his character's firmed up quite a bit. And and Karen's to some extent, too, but not as much. I don't think Mm. she had as much of an arc to go through as Foggy did. Yeah, uh, low light. light. Do we, are we talking low lights yet? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, low light. Uh, so they, after the kiss, the five seconds later, making everybody leave the <laughs> was just to me that is the low light of their relationship. Is Matt being stupid when he could obviously have come up with any other excuse to get them out of the office, like the truth? <laughs> yep. I mean, he doesn't have to say that he was Daredevil when he found out this truth. He could just say, hey, I heard that Stiltman's coming to kill you. Let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) So that would be my low light on there. Mm -hmm. And like I said, um, I'm disappointed in some of the crossovers because it's always exciting to see uh, the characters interact with other characters that you love. But then when they interact and all they're doing is fighting with each other, it's like, ugh. Can you stab it, please? Can you just like talk
0: to each other? You have a <laughs> You're
3: on the same side. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Oh, uh, Emma, what about you? I think I know what one of your highlights would be.
6: <laughs> yeah, so of course I must talk about uh, Mike Murdock. Um, I that's definitely my favorite part of these first fifty issues. Um, it's it does really really interesting things with uh, Matt's identity. Um, it, it kind of it's the first real in-depth exploration of Matt's identity because before that we just have, well, here's mild-mannered Matt Murdock Mm -hmm. and here is what he does in his off hours. Um, and he doesn't enjoy being Matt and he enjoys being Daredevil. And then we bring in um, the third identity of Mike and instantly things get more complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. and we start to explore, well, who is Matt really? Who does Matt want to be? Um, what does being daredevil actually mean to him? Mm-hmm. Why is you know why is he doing this? And where are the the um, kind of separations within his identity? Um, on top of it being a really just a really fun soap opera plot, as opposed to the the less fun soap opera plot of the love triangle, Mike actually spices up the love triangle a bit, which I also appreciate. Um, and. Another highlight is definitely the, the first issue. I love the first issue. I think it's a really... Some of the issues that follow are not so great, but the first issue is a really solid intro issue. Covers Matt's backstory really nicely. I love Matt's... I mean, I love Matt's backstory. It's a really good backstory. Um, I love the cover, the, the desperation of the cover of the first mm-hmm. issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, yeah, I... Another one that we've kind of touched upon but haven't fully talked about. As I, I love the Doctor Doom arc. Yeah. Um, and I love I love how Matt beats Doom because I mean this is Doom, mm-hmm. and this versus Matt. I mean this should not be any kind of contest, mm-hmm. um, but Matt manages to beat him not using not using physical force but through intelligence. Um, and I I love that. It's a really standout arc to me. Um, and also Doctor Doom in anything makes. <laughs> It's, it's everything uh, better. Automatically good, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Raising
5: the odds. Yeah. But it's yeah, oh, also absolutely. like uh, within like your first 50 issues, you're getting to go up against some of the, the big names. And like, right. you know, to, to have a two-parter against Doom is like, it's a gift. Yeah. That's
6: like a, yeah, to, to show deal. what your
5: character is, is, is capable of.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Um, yeah. And I also, I love the, the Willie Lincoln issue. Um, I think he's a fascinating character. I, I love, um, I love seeing Matt interact with with other blind characters, and we get more of that later. Um, but this is kind of a, a standout issue for for introducing more of that aspect of his character. I'm um, Matt having a friend. Yeah, that's yeah, always... yeah that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> it's um, always nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and I feel like. Low points, it's hard to point out low points because the low points tend to be the issues I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you know, the uh, Cobra and Mr. Hyde issue. Oh, and yeah. the, the, Like I mentioned, the Tri-Man issue and the, the various times he's in Europe tend to kind of blend together in my mind. Um, so, yeah, some of the, this, just the issues that are kind of boring um, because there are so many cool issues within these first first 50 that when when an issue is not fine it it just kind of drops right out of my head um, and yeah the the um stretching out of the the drama between Matt and Karen um yeah i, I enjoy it for i mean I, I i i really enjoy Matt and Karen's relationship later and i enjoy their early relationship in the context of matt's romantic relationship that comes right after it and the contrast mm-hmm. which i think is really interesting both from maybe a a um, time period in which the comic was being written kind of way and also in a character development kind of way because i mean for people who 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 know you know matt's relationship after this it happens really really quickly i mean they <laughs> they meet they fall in love they move in together i mean it's it's and i think that's really interesting um, to see that contrast and Matt kind of leap into this other relationship, it's so slow with Karen. Vix is—I uh, can
1: hear your hands rubbing together now. Like, ooh, <laughs> We're trying to work <laughs> out who it is. <laughs> is it uh, Deadpool? It's Deadpool, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool and Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Team Red, Red moved in together. Yeah. I thought of another low point for myself as well, which is Foggy dressing as Deadpool. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh bless
1: him. Yeah. I was just okay. like, oh, foggy, what are you doing? Also, I'll never forgive Matt for booking a cruise. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lee, I mean, it's a high point and a low point because I will never stop laughing at that. But also, like, Matt, what are you doing? What are you doing, fella? Yeah. Um, and I agree mm. with um, Emma as well that we're starting to get like an exploration of, I think like the Mike Murdoch stuff does explore... Matt's identity, but I like that we're starting to get into in the last sort of five issues um, exploration more of Matt's loneliness and his his struggles mm. with mental health, and I I really enjoy that as well. Yeah. Anyone think of any others?
3: Well, along the same lines of of what you were saying about the um, uh, Mike Murdoch showing more about his character is that it does show what constraints that he feels that he's under by being Matt Murdock because everyone sees him as blind so therefore they don't mm. he he can't do a lot of the stuff that he could get away with being the supposedly sighted Mike so it, it, you're right that is a very interesting character development
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I always like the you know he can never show all of himself you know kind mm. of you know, regardless of what's You know, uh, identity he's in, you know, he's always pretending to be more or less sighted than he actually is, and no one can really know the truth. And um, because it is so complicated, and so it it leads to a bunch of like kind of zany uh, situations where he finds himself in because he's just constantly having to like, you know, juggle so many different sides of himself, and none of it's really like the whole of him.
6: Mm-hmm. yeah and I love I love that that's something that's introduced that's that's in Matt's uh, kind of his, his coping mechanisms even long before he's a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when he's a little kid, he's yeah training and fighting behind his dad's back. You know, he's yeah. already hiding. Um, and so I, I, I love that that is part of his backstory that then carries into him becoming a superhero. Um, And, yeah, with Mike, I mean, obviously he's still hiding the fact that he's blind, so he still doesn't feel like he can fully be out there. But he gets to experiment with putting more of himself out there of saying, okay, what if I had a public identity? What if I could just tell people about what I was doing as Daredevil in my civilian life? That would be cool. Um, So he gets to to kind of explore his, I guess, kind of his his comfort level in terms of how much of himself he's ready to show the people around him. Um, Yeah, I love that.
2: And just how blindness is depicted, you know, back in the '60s. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. you
6: know,
2: he, mm-hmm. He's so he's so guarded about it, and you know, like he just feels like he can't let people in just because of his disability and yeah. um, the fact that you know it's you know just a weird artistic thing where he, you know he always has the glasses on or his, his eyes are always shaded, and um, they never actually show his eyes really at any point. So at least in these earlier really issues, so it's it's just yeah. fascinating on how you know as a character it's dealt with and then just from the creator aspect of you know it's you know how the creators in the 60s dealt with it just you know as you know the public you know viewed it Mm
0: -hmm. in
2: the last
1: issue which we haven't um, released the episode for yet but we will probably be tomorrow um like matt spends most of the issue without his glasses on but you never see his eyes they're always shaded which we sort of commented on they're they're Mm -hmm. so shy about showing his eyes yeah i have to go okay promote yourself uh, rebecca before you go
5: i i just do some podcasts they're they're fine there's a dc animated (laughs) universe one listen to that one me having to go through so many batman animated films that i didn't know existed (laughs) but you know uh that's coming up to its 50th episode amazing Hooray. and also uh, Moonlight podcast and Iron Fist podcast. I mean, you'll find Yay. them. They're all easy to find. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, DCAU. Listen to that. And thank you for having me on. Thank you. And for I'm sorry on. I have to run. That's alright, Go Go get some sleep. Yeah, get, <laughs> get some sleep. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Um. Okay. well, the only other section I had, if anyone has any ideas of things I wanted to discuss, was anything. I guess maybe this is for um, myself, Emma, uh, Elizabeth and Daniel. It's stuff that we were surprised about during our reread, which could be good or bad when rereading these first 50 issues. And for you, Vix, it's stuff that you were surprised was in these first 50 issues, having not read them before.
4: Hmm. I can't say... I guess I was surprised that Kilgrave showed up so early. Mm. I thought he would be like a later... Like a much later... Yeah, I was
0: just
4: later... thinking because
1: Yeah. Because um, he was like one of the... I can't remember what issue it that was, was. four, I think. Yeah, like yeah, really, it was... really early on. Issue two was um, Electro, issue three was the owl. I think issue four yeah, was Yeah, it Killgrave. is issue four. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's four. Um,
4: And I guess I was also kind of surprised that they pleasantly surprised that they didn't lean on um, already established Marvel characters as much as I thought they would. Mm -hmm. Um, They like really let Daredevil kind of, you know, be his own little bubble sort of thing. So it's not like, well, we're going to, you know, bring in this character in like the first issue so that you can, you know, um have someone else familiar there sort of thing which i thought was pretty cool um but it kind of that meant that i really appreciated it when like the more established characters did show up
1: which is pretty cool were you surprised by how much like how sort of snarky daredevil was like how many little sort of wittier sides he did particularly when he's a much darker character later
4: not that surprised because I've known you for so long,
0: <laughs>
4: so I kind of already knew that he was a bit, a bit of a bitch, <laughs> a bit, of a bit of a sassy bitch. So uh, yeah, that didn't surprise me that much, to be honest.
1: Uh, anything else, guys? Did you guys notice anything in like? I, I I couldn't think of anything, but just rereading these issues,
3: I liked um... the um, the artwork. Mm mm-hmm. um, Had switched like the the artwork in the first several issues. I didn't really like it as much because it was more. Uh, I don't know. He was like skinny and and it was more rough. I liked when um, Gene Cullen took over and then it, it put that romance comic vibe <laughs> look to it.
2: Yeah. I will say that that was a highlight um, that I was going to mention and didn't, but um, Gene Cullen's art is definitely a highlight for, for yeah. it when he comes on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. His art is beautiful and dynamic, and I loved his stuff. Yeah, it's um, so good. And I will say, I'll give a shout out to Emma, um, just because I, I remember um, <laughs> Mike Murdoch being just you know a goofy, just Silver Age trope. Um, but having to go back and reread it and um, kind of listen to her commentary and really looked at it, um, how much I actually enjoyed the Mike Murdoch stuff and um, how much of these early issues do I mean maybe unintentionally delve into his his psyche and you know all of his mental issues and what's going on with him and how complicated it is even in these first 50 issues um, just because I didn't really remember, that much of like the psychology coming into it um but if you want to look for it it's definitely there
6: i, I that. that. I, I, love hear, I love to hear that
1: <laughs> i second that because yeah. i read like emma's blog posts and stuff on mike murdoch and i was like i've I'm, i've grown to have an appreciation for the
6: guy you're right <laughs> yeah your work
1: your work here is done emma
6: <laughs> yes absolutely. um and i also yeah. have to recommend because um the way i i first got fascinated by mike actually was um do you guys know the book uh, the devils in the details it's mm-hmm. a collection of essays um so there's an essay in there by timothy callahan called being mike murdoch um and when i reading that was the first time i really got fascinated by mike so if you haven't read that essay i i, I definitely recommend checking it out I mean the whole the whole collection is really great. Yeah, it's a good I, book I as well. Yeah, particular. I'm actually yeah. looking
2: at it, and it's on my on my shelf in front of me. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: I, I, I don't I don't
2: 100.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't 100 agree with all of his conclusions, but it's he he really does a wonderful job of digging issue by issue into the significance of the Mike identity. Um, so you should you uh, should do I, an
1: updated uh, essay, seeing as what happened should, in the last few years.
6: Mm. I have. I have been kind of in my little pipe dream hoping that someone will see my blog posts and go, hey, do you want to write the (laughs) essay? Why don't don't you write the essay? Yeah, just write it. Oh, I mean, I have written it, but I would love for it to be somewhere, you know, more, not just on my blog. (laughs) That's, I mean, in an ideal world. Um, But yeah, yeah, um, I have. I have written quite a bit about Mike. So if you want, if people want to see more. Um, yeah. Nice. Anyway.
3: <laughs> I'm going to have to reread that. I do have that um, on my Kindle and I did read it originally, but it's been a while. So yeah.
1: It's been a while for me as well.
3: <laughs> I pulled it back up again. <laughs> Mine's
1: in storage somewhere in my wardrobe. I'll have to dig it out. <laughs> um...
3: Yeah, I agree. I didn't really look at that. The first time I read it was um, several years ago when I first got the, the Marvel masterworks, um, books. And I was just kind of like, what is going on? I kind of heard in like people had mentioned Mike Murdoch before, but I never actually read them until then. And even when I read them, I was just kind of like, wow, well this is weird. But then (laughs) your spin on it, I was just like, Oh yeah, that does make a lot of sense. (laughs) And that that is uh, a, you can take it at face value which is what I did previously or you can look into it more of like oh wow this is actually saying quite a lot about him yeah 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 but then when he just kills his his extra character off or his his other identity off and and, and then foggy's just like I really hated that guy but never had, never <laughs> <had> that guy. <laughs> oh I hated that guy
0: <laughs>
2: Like, I'm still waiting for, like, the backlash of, you know, Mike and then realizing that it was actually him the whole time. Like, how do you, know, how do you solve too. the relationship after that? I, like,
6: yeah. <laughs> I'm so frustrated that that didn't really happen. All- it kind of, well, I mean, spoiler, it kind of happens on panel for Karen. But yeah, we never really get the full exploration of, hey, you did what, Matt? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
6: You pretended like for months
1: to be someone else, you know. <laughs>
5: Like I think you should seek some professional help, Matt. Not... <laughs> like, what
1: were you like, going I... <laughs> to say yeah. about the TV show, Elizabeth?
3: Well, my favorite episode—I've—you've I've, already heard me say this several times—but my favorite um, episode of the TV show is when uh, Foggy finds out who <laughs> that Matt actually is, um, Daredevil, and yeah. no, that name yet, and uh, he, um, where they just like spend an entire day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just. Mm-hmm blogging through their relationship and what does this mean i was just like oh that's
1: my favorite yeah my favorite. i love that because that's how it would happen it you know job,
2: like yeah. explaining like how he's he can't not basically lie all the time yeah, because, yeah. I mean, he can never show you know how he, because he has such a weird like he's blind but he's not really blind and it's it's like he can never Like just come out and say this is my experience so like he's just constantly lying and it's not even like Daredevil stuff just everyday civilian life you know he's just never
3: yeah which is actually why the scenes with him and Elektra where they were breaking in um, to get the secret material from the bad guy's office um, was so cool because he was actually relaxed and being himself even though he was being tricked into doing something he didn't want to do he was still She knew that he couldn't see, but she also knew that he had these extra senses, so like they could interact in a way that he's never been able to interact with anybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Until they bring them all back in Echo, apparently, fingers crossed. But this whole thing saying about Echo is going to be a Dead of All season four,
3: who knows? That would be so cool.
1: I want it so much. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited. I won't get too excited, though, just in case.
3: I know, I know. I'm trying to hedge my bets.
1: So I think, has anyone else got anything they wanted to say about the first 50 issues? Otherwise, we'll wrap things up.
6: I just wanted to say that um, I really appreciate being able to do this, because getting to go through these issues on a panel-by-panel level with other people it's, I mean, it's a completely different reading experience, and it, it made me appreciate some issues that I hadn't really appreciated before um, in yeah. a new way. So this yeah. was wonderful, yeah.
3: Thank yeah, you. and it's nice to have an excuse to go back and look at them because previously I yeah. read through them when I bought the books, but then I didn't really have an excuse or a reason to go back and look at anything unless a character shows up again later that I'm like, wait a minute, when did they introduce that guy? And yeah. then I go back and look, but otherwise it, it's not there. I mean, there's no reason to go back generally. And it's nice just having people to talk about with this stuff, because it's not like there's everybody doesn't know who Daredevil is. If me and
1: and Vix didn't record together once a week about this, we'd never talk, would we, Vix? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we... (laughs) It's not
4: like we speak to each other
0: every
1: single day, at least once. Usually when I ring you and say, I'm in TK Maxx buying candles again. yes. guess
4: where i am you're in
1: fucking tk max again aren't you? <laughs> yeah i've really enjoyed it and thank you vix for being my awesome co-host and oh,
0: taking awesome. the first part
1: of this this 12-year journey <laughs> oh man it's gonna
0: it's
4: it's gonna be forever 12 years though unless they stop making
1: forever 12 years absolutely yeah. Well, then we'll get on to Hawkeye. I'll forever twelve years. I'll be six feet under by the time that. I'm yeah, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and discussing issue fifty and the first fifty issues with us. Um, I can't believe we've hit issue fifty already. I'm very excited. No, it's mad. Um, do you guys want to promote anything you're up to at the moment? Um, Emma, you've spoken about your blog. Did you want to promote anything else? Um, also, i mention your blog by name. Cause...
6: Oh, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have, I actually have two blogs. Um, I have a blog called uh, Dare Splaining on Tumblr. So it's um, where I write about Mike Murdoch but also other daredevil things. Um, <laughs> and I also have an Iron Fist blog on Tumblr called uh, Book of the Iron Fist.tumblr.com. So you can check me out there. Awesome. Elizabeth?
3: i never have anything
6: to promote uh your awesome stained glass window
1: making is yeah, amazing.
3: <laughs> that's just personal i just do that for fun
1: <laughs> uh daniel
2: um just the normal thing that i, I usually plug uh if, um, on the dc side if uh anyone's a green lantern fan, i do do a weekly um book club uh through green lantern um so it's through the blog of oa um they have a facebook page but they also have like a main website where they do a podcast as well um so i'm kind of connected to that and do uh kind of what we do here but we just kind of pick random issues or stories and uh talk about what we like and did not like about uh different green lantern stories um also just want to plug uh rick verbanis um his uh captain america page um he came on earlier uh during the captain america issue um so he does a podcast as well and he's got a a Facebook page and it's Captain America comic book fans. Um, it's a really good place. Um, so if you're looking to um, dive into Captain America a little bit more, uh, definitely a good group, uh, very positive and upbeat. Um, and I did have a final question um, that I thought of uh, for the group. Um, so we can kind of finish the plugs and sure. uh, if anybody wants to answer it. Uh, but earlier on in, in uh, the podcast, you guys did um, a cane watch, um, and he oh, yeah. did, uh, the different, all the different gadgets um, when he was kind of gadget heavy in the first little bit. Uh, so I was wondering what everyone's favorite cane gadget was.
1: Uh, mine is the chemically treated sheet that shot out of yeah. his cane and enveloped Purple Man. Definitely, absolutely. You <laughs> know, and I also like the fact that he had a little, um, a little tape recorder in the cane. Sure. <laughs> what about you guys?
3: Didn't he, like, put – didn't he have, like, a little bottle or something that he put a, a radioactive isotope in there at one point? I feel like there was something glowing that he stuck in there at one point. He had oh, a bottle like... Like a It was, like, a little some, – some sort
4: of, like, nuclear – he had something in there, didn't he? <laughs> he had a bottle of
1: acid at one point because he dissolved yeah. his clothes with it.
4: Oh, oh
6: yeah.
1: yeah.
6: Yeah. I really like – and I don't – I don't think this is in Daredevil. I think this is when he appeared in Fantastic Four, but he has... I'm pretty sure it's a flare gun in there <laughs> <laughs> at one point. It's great. Got, <laughs> like, he lives in there, secretly.
4: Yeah. It's, like Mary, it's like Mary Poppins' carpet bag, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he,
2: there was one where he, like, he transformed it into, like, a whole, like, gun and, like, shot a yeah. drone down and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that.
2: I, yeah, it was. I think it was a Fantastic Four issue, and then um, there was one in the earlier issues where he had, like, it basically turned into, like, a mortar gun or something, where yeah. he was, like, you know, shooting down, like, castle walls with, like, mortars. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we haven't had a proper cane watch in a long time. Uh, yeah, not for a while. Linked to cane watch, I did, like, when we had his helmet, and they had, like, the little, they were basically saying the reason he had the little horns is because they're, like, little radio receivers. Yeah, in his horns, which is just hilarious. <laughs> because his hearing isn't
3: it isn't giving him enough trouble. Exactly, and also he can
1: like because there's a microphone in the cane, he can kind of like swing the cane around in the air and pick up transmissions from across the oh. city. And then they got rid of that and were like, well, he's already got superb hearing, so you know. Didn't they have a, he had like a
4: little tape recorder in there? Yeah, the tape recorder. They, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had well, pills it, in there. Pills, yeah, great. yeah,
1: yeah. And A lockpick. Yeah. yeah, and I think he had like anti something, it was like anti magnetic or. Oh no, he had something where he was able to cut through leather at one point, if I remember right.
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, so I, I miss Cane Watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll reach the heady heights of early Cane Watch, but there probably will be more Cane Watch ahead. I, I hope, hope so. And the more... funniest part oh. about
3: it. Is that unlike Spider-Man, where they've they established early on that uh, Peter Parker was a scientific genius, and so he liked Mm -hmm. you know again coming up with little gadgets, so that explained why he could build the web shooters himself as a teenager. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) Matt Murdock (laughs) has never been established as being that scientific or (laughs) creative. (laughs) He's (laughs) smart. And he, he remembers stuff really well, um, and he can calculate things really well, but he's not a scientific genius, so where the heck did all this stuff come from? Yeah. Yeah, but then, no wasn't it
4: a few issues back where he had a lab in his... Apartment? He has got a lab. He's yeah. in the cutaway where
1: you see his apartment, he's got a secret lab. He's got a secret <laughs> lab. <laughs> Isn't that where he's, like, there's... he's He's got, like, a... He's got Tony
4: Stark on speed, dog. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah.
3: But have they met yet at this point?
4: Nope, no. I'm just making it no. up. He's <laughs> met What's Thor,
1: the, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four. Well, to be fair, he does not know Fantastic Four. So yeah, he's got Reed on Speed. So. Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. They no feel more. like they
3: we were really friends though. No. Because <laughs> Mr. Fantastic was giving him a hard time. <laughs>
1: I think they're acquaintances at this point
3: yeah and they were almost mm. um they, they almost had him working for them as mm-hmm. their lawyer but then that fell through yeah
2: mm-hmm. like i feel like him and spider-man actually hate each other at this point they like... really oh,
3: yes. I know.
1: spider-man's still like than... i've still got that information that daredevils might murder one day i'm gonna do something with that so okay spider-man <laughs> a bit
3: too late oh. <laughs> One of my favorite um, Daredevil issues of all time is a crossover between him and Spider-Man where they don't really know each other, but they're both trying to solve the same uh, crime at, from different angles. Oh, yeah. Mhm. They don't overlap until, like, the very end.
6: Yeah. And even like then, that. they
3: don't really meet. And, oh, I just love that whole issue.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
1: You've reminded me I need to find out when we need to do annual number two when it hits. Ooh. So, Or we'll have to just slot it in somewhere. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, number two annual will be fun. All right, well, I'm going to, uh, you know, even though the bar is closed and it's time at the bar for hours because it's after hours uh, uh, lock-in at Josie's, um, some of us have to go to sleep to open the bar early again in the morning.
0: That's
1: true. <laughs> I'm looking at UVX. <laughs> I've still got to
0: have dinner as
1: well. Yeah, I've got to have dinner as well, yeah. But thank you so much for coming on, guys. This was really fun, and we'll have to do yeah. something similar maybe for issue
0: 100. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, Thank you, guys. I loved having place. I just wanted to echo the how awesome it is having this group, and you thank know, you. getting to talk and you know, getting to know you guys is awesome. So thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Thank you so much. We love all you guys. We do. We'll be bought one you, big Josie's bar chats. family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll be back. Next time, bye. Bye. Bye.
0: bye. bye.
1: Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary sasscom on Facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at Josie's Bar Podcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321 710 Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found
0: at reactionary-sass.com.